Hello and welcome to A Stardust Year by episode 233. Woo! And we have come. Yes, we have. <laughs> rather shockingly to the end of DS9. I'm Chris and joining me today are. Ames. Caitlin. Jake. And Liz. And Liz. And it's Liz. It's me. And so good Liz. to have Liz. Good old Liz. Is it? It is. Yes. <coughs> Oh, thank you. So we're going to dive right in, because as always, we're going to talk about the end of the series, the end of the season, and then the series overall. So it's probably going to be a long one. Sit back. Relax, have an iced rack to Gino. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't either. It sounds like you're trying to seduce the audience. Ooh, like Vic. <laughs> <laughs> so in today's two-part, one-part, whatever finale, what you leave behind. Oh boy. Uh, well, the Federation and their Romulan Klingon allies have decided time to push to Cardassia Prime and fuck shit up. Damar's resistance movement is beginning to uh, take shape using civilians on Cardassia, and Gul Dukat wanders back into Kai Wynn's life, having been forgiven by the Pa Wraiths. So, that's happening. That's a thing that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, just accept this. It has happened, apparently. Yep. Yep, yep. Major strikes happen on power supplies all across Cardassia. Major by Damar's people, knocking out long-range communication and such right as the battle's kicking off in space, uh -oh. which ain't good because they can't tell people to move about a bit to shore up weaker lines. What in does Wayne say about this? <laughs> uh, in retaliation, the, uh, the changeling on site is like, you know, let's fuck with the people, and they just annihilate an entire city which is some crazy-ass bullshits. Eventually... Does that happen later? God, this is confusing. Eventually, they're captured, the underground, such as it is. The Jem'Hadar show up and the bastards kill Mila. Bastards. Bastards. And then capture Damar, Garrick, and Kira. In not-classic fashion, the villain is like, just fucking kill them. But before they can just fucking kill them, the Cardassians there kill the Jem'Hadar and they're like, yeah, no, we're really pissed they blew up that city. So then they go to storm the castle, you know, have fun. And uh, they <laughs> realize actually they... a line that someone uses is we're going to go storm the castle. Yes, like yeah, that. when they have their little giggle moment. They're trying to figure out how to get in because they realize the doors they want to blow up are like crazy super strong. Unblow upable. Yeah, but then uh, the Dominion foils itself when the current Legate, who, let's be honest, none of us know his name. Broke up. Uh, God damn it, Ames. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, why would you ever assume that Ames does not know? Legate Roca and a couple other... Sorry, what? With a B. Oh! Broca. Legate Broca. Tom Broca. Is, ah, Legate <laughs> Tom Broca is, you know, the, the Changeling decided, fuck all Cardassians. And they have him and a couple other guys brought out back to be shot. The Resistance uses that chance to storm in. Damar is killed. Aww. They get to HQ, and then there's like a tense standoff. 
where the changing is like, I ain't giving into shit, I'm dying anyway, so really your threats don't bother me. The space battle's going fine, I guess. During all this, the fleet, the Dominion fleet, nope, before that. Even though communications are, some, are wonky, I guess enough Cardassians on the ships found out that the Dominion leveled that city, so they turn on the Dominion. Uh, the Breen and Jem'Hadar ships are called back to Cardassia Prime to act both as a final shield and also start just blasting the fuck out of the surface. They head in, you know, again, standoff. Odo beams down, links with the female changeling. They have an incredibly lengthy conversation in a very short amount of time. <laughs> She's cured. Uh, she agrees to end the war and stand trial. Odo says he'll go back and both cure and talk to the Link. And yeah, that seems like a great happy ending. Hooray, <laughs> the war is over. Yeah, everything's good. They go to have a party. Vic sings. Everything, you know, uh, during all this, O'Brien let his boyfriend know, Julian, uh, I've, I've been offered a job at Starfleet Academy because all their professors were killed by the Breen and they're desperate. So he's going to go teach. So it's a, you know, goodbye, Odo, goodbye, O'Brien party. What does Worf have to do about all this? Uh, his, his is later. His is later? Isn't it? No. No, you're right, it isn't. This does happen at the same time. And Worf is offered a job as the Federation ambassador to Kronos. Fuck you, guy who already has the job, whoever that might be. He's probably dead. <laughs> That's what Chris said yesterday, when we, yeah. or two days ago when we watched the episodes. So yes, it's a goodbye all three of them party. Jeez. And, you know, so it's like, all right, but there's still a kind of a bit of episode left. What's going on? Oh, right. The fire caves. Oh, right. Kai Wynn and Gulducky have been walking around there. And uh, Kai Wynn poisons the fuck out of Gulducky because they need a sacrifice. Kills the hell out of his ass. <laughs> yep. Uh, but then as Caitlin pointed out, she's not even good enough for the pa wraiths. And they possess Galdukat <laughs> again instead, undoing his plastic surgery. And he's Galdukat with big red eyes. Oh, uh, which I hate, by the way. And Ben leaves the party being like, I know what I have to do now. And then a sort of disappointingly short fight that's scene occurs. That's <laughs> true. I've Next time I want to leave a party, that's what I'm going to do. I know what I must do now. Just... I have to go to the fire <laughs> caves alone. <laughs> Either that or Odo's, my people need me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, see, but if I go, my people need me, people might think it's a Poochie reference and get confused why I don't go directly up. Still a good <laughs> reference. A what reference? The Simpsons. So anyway. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, so, yeah, there's a fight. Kai Wynn gets incinerated. Jesus Christ, so much. You know, uh, fucking Ben is all, you shall not pass, and just goes down into flame while beating the shit out of Gul Dukat. But before he can be uh, kerploded, his ma grabs him and is like, time to come chill with the prophets for a while. And he's like, how long? And she's like, how do you still not get that we don't get time? And then... Because it's inconsistent, mom. Yeah. And then Cassidy gets a vision and he's like, I have to stay with the prophets for a while. Tell Jake bye for me, I guess. And that's pretty much, there's 20 minutes of flashbacks, not one of which involves Jadzia. I now know get what you were hinting at a few weeks ago, Jake. <laughs> uh, the end, I guess. And Odo wears a tuxedo. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. He wears a tuxedo to go back to the Great Link. And Caitlin cried for 15 minutes straight. That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff that happened. Yeah, I probably missed something. I don't care. We'll, we'll, we'll cover it all. You missed the 15-minute Vic Fontaine solo. 
<laughs> I feel that was implicit. Yeah, true. Vic was <laughs> there. Also, there was a song. It also didn't last nearly as long as I expected. Like when I saw how much episode was left, because I had forgotten that we still had to finish up with the fire caves, just like the episode seemed to. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, there's like 25 minutes left. This is just going to be a <laughs> Vic fucking excellent. Singing, Caitlin. <laughs> singing like 10. You know, He's going to do a fucking 20 minute Frank Sinatra medley. I don't know. When he reached when he reached verse two, I was like, oh, he's still going. He's still going. Okay, thanks. Nothing Vic. outlasts the Energizer, Vic. So yeah, that was a ride. It was a ride, and then it felt like the, the very, very end was just like, oh god, all this needs wrapping up immediately. Yeah. What it, could we have cut? Probably uh, plenty. Anything with Ezri and Julian. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I left that out because fuck all that. Yeah, fuck them. God, that was awful. I actually I love, ended up I love hating that lesson up. I remembered. They wake up after having done some some do. They've done oh, a but, sex. Oh man, it oh, would be no. a shame if one of us died, if only because we're banging each other and for no other reason. Yeah. Thanks, Ezri. <laughs> Normally, before we were fucking, I could have, you know, taken or left you, but now I feel like you should not die. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I probably could have trimmed that down a little, I'd say. Yeah, I'll say. I- I would definitely have much rather had, like, a longer goodbye between Julian and O'Brien than any time with Julian and... Ezri. Ezri. Well, if if not for that, was Ezri even in this episode? That's true. Like, there wasn't really much she shows up in Worf's montage of fond memories of five minutes ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Remember remember last week when we hate-fucked? That was great. I found that very interesting. It's like... Yeah, there really is. Like, the only scenes that were in Worf's memory were scenes with Ezri and then him killing Gowron. And I'm like, yeah. yeah Just there's, from this there's, season. There's nobody else in Worf's mind yeah. that he would be thinking about right now. You know, no, no, nobody else important to Picard. him. He could he would think remember about Picard. As he's leaving Deep Space Nine. <laughs> well, was, there were supposed to be memories of Deep Space Nine. Jake, I just want to make sure you're not insinuating that he should have been thinking about, like, I don't know, Alexander or something. Because right? we all know that's not going to happen. <laughs> Worf could be at the brink of death with his life flashing before his eyes, and he wouldn't remember Alexander. He would remember killing Gowron. He might even remember fucking Alexander's mom. Oh, he definitely remembers that. But he absolutely does not remember Alexander. Yeah, well, exactly. But no, I don't know. I just think, um, I, I don't know what behind-the-scenes nonsense led to them specifically not including any Terry Farrell in the uh, in the ending montage. Yeah, but all I know bullshit. is that she and her manager didn't give permission to use them, which sounds Ooh. strange, because you'd think the because it's Star Trek property, can't they use whatever they've already captured? Maybe I it has don't to do with something to do with the contract or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say know. it might just be because she didn't consent to be part of the uh, that season or something. I don't know. So, so spite, maybe they only spite got one. Is the answer. They only got one, and they wasted it on a voice thing earlier in the season. How how sure like how believable is that is that uh, reason given like. In terms of like, uh, that's a good point. It wasn't that, just them being is spiteful. It like, is it like, oh well, they didn't give us permission, or is it we didn't want to fucking use her because fuck her, and you know she's a bitch for I don't know being being a, a woman wanting things. Uh, so right, we're not gonna use it and blame nice... it on her because you know how bitches are. Here's the thing: even if it was her telling them to go fuck themselves out of spite, I say totally Honestly, fair. That's also fair. Yeah. I wouldn't like. I'd be like, no, fuck, but, fuck with Berman. But I wonder. I wonder if it's yeah. Berman being Berman. I mean, either way, I it is spite on one side or the other, 
ready. Yeah. Either either yeah. it's it's the Terry Farrell team wanting to spite Berman, or it's Berman wanting to spite Terry Farrell. Or they like tried to fuck or be like, look, we want to use your visage, but we don't want to like Pay give you, you the usual it. royalties for it. And she was like, like double yeah. bird. That's yeah. I mean that would be my wonder. Like that's why that's why I'm wondering. Like I it, if I would have to do literally no more work and then just get paid. I wonder because like the citation in Wikipedia was very vague in terms of just how much information it gave. Mm. And it said something to the effect of like they thought it would require her coming in or something. And that would have been a fuck no. Why? So I I don't know. It's unclear. I didn't go much further down this rabbit hole because I thought it would be on memory alpha, but it kind of wasn't. Or at least it wasn't somewhere where I did or I didn't have to do. No digging, which, you know, is my preferred style of research. <laughs> Says the person who has watched so many random ass movies. Most of them, why are most they always of them bad and most of them starring DeForest Kelly. <laughs> I wish I wish I saw more DeForest Kelly westerns. Same. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, 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 I thought that was something interesting about this episode as compared to um, All Good Things in that, you know, All Good Things felt like okay, yeah, this is a significant episode, but I get the sense that the adventures of the Enterprise and her, and her crew continue. Whereas with this, it's like, no, no, Everyone's this is going the their end. separate Everyone's ways. Everyone's going their separate ways. The gang's breaking up. Yeah. A lot, know. yeah, there was a lot that was very clean. And like about that montage, like that montage, as much as, you know, montages are, you know, emotional outpourings because it lets you like look back and realize oh right that and then the music swells and you're like oh that's sweet and jake picks up a chair out of a dollhouse and i was like oh damn it you're so cute but here's the thing about this montage i'm not like when you have a montage in a show that features aliens that can see through time (laughs) but that's not a factor for why you're seeing a montage i was just like like why we could have easily had a reason why we're seeing this montage in that it's a Cisco in the fucking celestial temple seeing a montage of time. But nope, it's every character having memories that they could have totally made made another cue sort of retrospective. Yeah. 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 It was it was interesting. Oh, yeah, I didn't thought about that. It was the crew being sentimental yeah which is sweet for a for a finale but like i felt like there was a very easy way to have this montage and still have it be science fiction i probably would have grimaced less Mm. oh i i don't know if you saw me like well i was i I was here in the zoom call with you ames while i was watching the that that part of the finale and it just there was there was a point where I was just like okay they're I'm watching every one of their kisses and that's not even the most memorable part of the show for me like that those aren't those aren't making me Who's emotional kisses? which kisses everyone's, literally everyone's kisses all of the kisses every single kiss ever and I you know there are much more interesting and memorable parts of the show that did not involve the kiss except for all of Jake's everything was Cisco and Jake like watching Aww. Jake grow up in the montage I was like oh my god our little baby. Such a little baby. I forgot how little he was. Our little there is, baby. There is one memory in the montage actually that makes no sense Just whatsoever. Worf and Jed's or Worf and Ezri hanging upside down in captivity. <laughs> no. Worf remembering our man Bashir. I thought he the same thing. 
He was technically in that. Sort but of. his mind wasn't. That was just his physical form. That's a good point. That was his likeness. He shouldn't likeness. have remembered that. He looked damn good in that in that he uniform, did. and therefore the, 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 he was, the memory is there. It's because he was blowing the rings. Great. They were just yeah. like, well, that's is just this? so impressive. We got to include it. Does this count as proof of that whole, like, the difference between sexual harassment and uh, and flirting is, like, if the person doing it's hot? Because we were all outraged when Barclay would play with his dolls that were shaped to look like his crew members. But when uh, Julian does it, we're like, aw. But he didn't well, no, do because, that. Yeah, no, the, that was, it, they didn't look like his crew members until Rom and Eddington had this insane idea. Oh, okay. yeah, Julian didn't do it on accident. Yeah, but then every time he played that program right, again, forgot. he made his friends be the parts that they were in that because he liked like he like O'Brien always fun. played Eye Patch Man. Yes, <laughs> Eye Patch Man. Uh, Falcon. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. yeah, Falcon. Yes. That's right. Well, all so, right, then I stand down. <laughs> I was gonna save this for later, but since we're on the montage anyway, do it. The thing I fucking loved because whoever did this like. Oh, yeah. Such a great little tie-in. Because under the montage, it's mostly, like, instrumental Vic Fontaine music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Because, thank God, get in one more fucking shot from Vic Fontaine. Thank God. But it God. starts with O'Brien finding a little Alamo piece and all that. Ugh. And they play a few bars of the Minstrel Boy. Oh, they do. Yeah. Which is the song he sang with Captain Maxwell way back in The Wounded, which introduced the Cardassians. And the whole concept that there'd been, like, a border war. with Like, the episode that basically began all this setup TNG would do for DS9. Damn, so, yeah, that's that's deep. That's a deep, that's deep a good catch. Uh, reference. Like, that was just, like, that's... I don't know if the shows had the same composer. If so, then it's still impressive. If they had different composers, holy shit. <laughs> well, also, it just sounds Irishy and... Yeah, but there's so <laughs> many... Ryan's there. But, like, then it just segues right into Vic stuff for everything. Like, that was totally on purpose. So we and, all uh, agree that Ghost Cisco put the little figurine of Travis there, right? As a thank you to O'Brien? <laughs> sure. I like that. Because otherwise it was gone. O'Brien lost the fuck out of it. Mm. Or Molly mm. ate it or something stupid. Oh. Fucking Molly. Now, Kira Yoshi. <laughs> He's yeah. at that age where you just put everything in your mouth. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or Ke- Keiko did it out of spite. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I don't really think Keiko Maybe would do that. Maybe she was just hungry. P.S. I loved her fucking hair. I thought Keiko's hair looked hot as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Keiko was looking fine. But yeah, to your point, Jake, like, that's the thing. When they were finishing TNG, you know, they were, they basically do the final rap on TNG and then, what, three days later, start work on Generations? Right. Yeah. So, like, even then, like you said, like, they even knew, literally, meta-textually, meta that they would be going on. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of finality with this that it didn't have, like... And it's, it's, you know, we've talked before about how it's kind of unrealistic in Star Trek, how these crews just stay together for so, so long. Because that's just, that's not how it works. Oh, yeah, that's not yeah. realistic in any team that you see. Yeah, so the fact that it's like, yeah, people are, you know, this guy got a job elsewhere, this somebody else, yeah, and they, like, that's Careers a more move. realistic, yeah. Some of us become prophets and go live in the celestial temple. Some yeah. of us go and get in a pile of goo. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. my retirement plan. There. I want to. I want to know just how spectacularly Worf's tenure as ambassador failed. <laughs> that he was already <laughs> back on the Enterprise for Nemesis. Oh God. <laughs> uh... Like how bad? Like just how bad did it go? How many wars did he start? Well, what, what was what was the excuse for him being there in Nemesis? I can't remember. I think in Nemesis he was just no. there. Sorry, go ahead. No, he was, well, there he was, was the, there was the wedding. Which he was which there for the wedding, but and then, then he, he and then just stayed wait. on the ship. Well, I, I think because it was like they were called to to Romulus right away, so there was no time to get him to. Yes, it's stupid. He would have stayed on Earth and taken a shovel, but yeah, no, he, no, he was and he was in uniform, like he was not. No. Well, the thing the, is that Nemesis just forgot that he was yeah. an, made an ambassador. Yeah. I mean, it's better than uh, Insurrection, where literally it was, Mr. Wolf, what the hell are you doing here? And he gets interrupted before he can explain what the hell he's doing there. Yeah, that's yeah. absurd. <laughs> um, yeah, I, oh, man, I, uh, I had read recently that somebody pitched a Wolf show as a comedy, and I could totally see the comedy antics of Ambassador Wolf. Oh, yeah, I'd watch that show. I would watch it. you like Mr. Bean. <laughs> Alexander shows up every so often, walks in, knocks over Worf's, like, house of cards he's building. Oh, sorry, Dad! Oh, my God. A Worf family, like, like 90s-style oh. sitcom. Like Honor Matters. It could be called Honor Matters. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. And Alexander wanders in and is like, did I make that happen? <laughs> oh, God. Guys, Alexander did I affect, is Urkel. Did is I the... affect change? <laughs> <laughs> Worf HOA would be amazing. I stand by that. We got to make this out. Let's start a letter yeah. campaign. Yeah. Let's start so, writing scripts now. I would I'd watch the fuck out of it. So and, uh, is, and we know Michael Dorn is game. He would absolutely yeah. do it in a heartbeat. So I just I love the idea of him in full wharf makeup and then like a polo shirt and shorts. <laughs> <laughs> you have been told before your grass is too high. <laughs> <laughs> Patoks who do not take care of their landscaping are without honor. <laughs> yeah, really, I think he most. <laughs> I love when Caitlin makes herself oh, laugh. Shit. Uh, oh shit! I think he fuck, mostly sorry. took the gig on on Kronos so that he'd stop having to listen Ezri and Julian banging through the walls. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, and really, because like I, I love that basically Martok was like, "You got me into this." You're coming. And now we're going to go tar yeah. hunting. Woo! I mean, Which is, is there fair. a potential, like, conflict of interest since they're, like, technically, uh, like, no, no, he'll adopted take off brothers? His... I oh, don't no. think Klingon culture is really one that's gotten rid of things like nepotism. Fair. I thought you meant for the, for the Federation. I was going to be like, don't worry, Worf will take the communicator off before he does anything uh, <laughs> untoward, and then it'll be fine. Uh, it's like, actually, no, that's probably what it is. Like, it probably had to go to some Federation, like, council of approvals. Like, like they act like Admiral Ross is the Federation this whole mm. time. Like, he's the one that negotiates the surrender of the Dominion, and, you know, he appoints ambassadors. But it, there's there's got to be other people that actually make these decisions. Um, it's still Sloan somehow. Right. There are God several other Sloans. picturing like, okay, well, let's do, let, you know, like, let's do our extreme vetting on Worf for ambassadorship. Okay, how many, how many 
Klingon leaders has he murdered? <laughs> oh, he didn't wear his he didn't wear his name badge while he did it, so I guess he's it's cool. I, I mean, I feel like any bizarre politicking in this episode can all be hand waved as they died in San Francisco. Hmm. Oh, Even boy. though the seat of government is Paris, maybe there was a conference that day. We all know in Star Trek, never go to conferences. Never ends well. Well, the seat of government for the Federation is in Paris, right? Yeah. I thought that was just Earth. But, but No, that's the Federation, because no, no, the, the, that's where President... The yeah, president, Starfleet yeah, is separate. Star, Starfleet has its own leadership, and that's insane. Well, that's, that's like, like, the, he's the, like he's the, the military, right? Like He's like, the Federation ambassador to Kronos, right. though. Uh, uh, like, military-based stuff, you could say maybe Admiral Ross is one of five admirals left. Hmm. <laughs> But, but yeah, they kind of forgot that there's a seat of government here. I mean, so Kalara was like, wasn't, wasn't like the ambassador. She was like, she was like a special special emissary. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's kind of the same, the same deal. I do like to think that in reality, the current ambassador has not been killed. And in fact, was just told, hey, you're fired. What did I do wrong? Nothing. Martok just wants his bro to be his ambassador now, so... Aww. I mean, that happens in real life with ambassadors. No, I know, I know. You just but get told, hey, there's a new guy, you're out. We're getting deep into the weeds on Klingon ambassadors when that yes. was, like, literally a 30-second, if less, if possibly less scene in the show, and there's a yeah. lot of show to cover. What there we is. haven't covered is the most glaring pot- plot hole of the entire series. Oh, my. And that is, how the hell... Did old oh, hell? Oh, old Odo from Children of Time Oldo. not die of the of the changeling sickness? Ooh. The funky radiation uh, that uh, caused uh, all the time shit somehow z- kept it from love the, for Kira. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Well, t- right. if he went back Hand in wave. time, and then he didn't have it. Back in time. Boom. There you go. <laughs> ah, okay. I see how that... No, wait. That doesn't work at no. all. No, it works just right, fine. Cause, it's fine. Because, yeah, because Children of Time was after Paradise Lost Paradise or whatever lost. that episode was. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Because, because the writers hadn't decided that Odo was diseased, because that came yeah. way later. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Is yeah. really what happened. Yep. Yep. So, one thing I think we could have cut some Julian Esri bullshits for is maybe a slightly more interesting fire cave finale. Yeah. Uh, oh my. Like that felt oh, a bit so short. Agreed. When was... you say more interesting, do you mean like something that felt less like an afterthought? It, because it felt like a fucking afterthought. It was rushed as fuck. I kept thinking, okay, here's a question. Because this is this is, you know, the two hour finale, but when they have to break it up into two episodes, where does the where does the cutoff land because i have no idea because i actually don't i'm know. not sure it's Ooh, probably like i kept yeah, feeling I like the end of the dominion war was hat was half one and then the rest would be half two but yeah. then half two was probably about 10 minutes <laughs> mm. and i think the episode and got a lot of a lot of flack being like most of the episode is about the end of the dominion war and not so much about the end of deep space nine because the Dominion War, you know, is such a very, it, it takes most of the episode to get through. Yeah. yeah. That you, you know, the fire cave stuff 
it does feel like an afterthought. Dukat just randomly has his vision back for reasons. Maybe because they realized Mark Alamo can't do uh, the blind acting as well as others could have. And they gave up on it. I don't well, know. They could have just like had him, you know, wrap a cloth around his face and then it, you wouldn't have to worry about the blind acting. They could have had him. Yeah, they could have had him still be blinded in this episode. And then you wouldn't wonder why did this change? Yeah. Or you could have had, I mean, even if, I don't know, could he have had a throwaway line when he came back to life and been like, oh, I see now why the paw raids gave me back my vision unexpectedly. So I could be here for this. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like anything, any, what, give, give me one fucking sentence. Anything. Oh, that's what he did. Possibly the paw raids forgave him. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Someone remind me, what, wait, when did, when did, when does go, when does Ducat actually get his vision back? Top of the episode. Yeah, he well, shows, he up, shows up with his vision. He shows up with his vision back. Yeah, big, and Kai wins a swing oh, in the fire cave. Swing in... again. No, no he, top when of he the goes ep- to her, her office I... to be like. Oh, so like, well, he's sitting there in the chair and she comes in. No, he came into her room. He came and in... was like, hey, bitch, no. I can see again. I've watched these all in, in, in rapid succession. I shouldn't have. It's the top of the two-parter anyway. It's yeah. like she he walks in and he and she's like, ah yes, I see that you have your sight back. Let's yeah, go to the fire dumb. caves. And that's, that's no it. Good. It was like it was not good, no. That's, yeah. Mm. I mean I, but here's because, the thing, right? So that, that assumes that um that the that the vision his vision loss stupid as fuck. It assumes that his vision loss was actually supernatural. For all we know, like he did get zapped in the eyes by the book. Yes. So it could have just been like a temporary thing. Yeah, and, but doctors mm. had checked and said that they couldn't figure out why it was like that. Yeah, there was no like physical damage. Just they could overloaded see. his eyes. His Prefrontal yeah. cortex or something. Yeah. yeah uh, mm, mm. Uh, you know, we could assume that if we felt like the writers had given it that much thought, but they didn't. They just no. said, hey, guess what? He sees no, again. It's didn't. fine. Don't worry about it. Cardassians are like Vulcans. They have a secondary eyelid. Yeah, yeah. There it's like, know. we blew up the Defiant, but we need it again next episode, so here it is again. Um, We blinded you, oh, cop, but we need it again for the finale, so he's not blinded anymore. God damn it. Uh, I really, like, any time... I, I was so frustrated with the, whole, the entire arc there with Ducat and Kai Wynn because... I loved seeing them perform off each other. I loved oh, seeing them great. fucking with each other. It was great. I mm. like the character moments in, as individual character moments. I liked seeing all of Kai Wynn's just utter selfish glory mongering. All, all the things that Kai Wynn does as a monster, having those moments, justifying them to herself, the lying mm-hmm. to herself while just just all of that. I loved oh, watching yeah. those moments. I loved Ducat's, you know, moments of of just like, yes, I'm I'm manipulating people. I love manipulating. I love manipulating Bajoran women like a fucking rapist, I guess. But the arc itself, like the every, like that, like those moments, I had to sit through the fucking fire caves arc to get those moments, and I did not appreciate that because I'm like, I I I'm, I'm here for Star Trek. Yeah. And you're giving me mystic caves. Yeah, this like, is like mythical fantasy about demons and angels in a sci-fi show. Yeah, I, well, but, but we I already established that religion was important here, even well, if that's it was the thing. a sci-fi religion. I don't argue I like I don't have a problem with religion existing as a theme within Star Trek. 
uh, than specifically DS9. I I enjoyed those moments, especially like that, just the the societal like clashing, you know, of like yeah. no, this like, is our tradition, but this is our interpretation of it. I loved all yeah. that stuff, Hero's but like this took it so far. Yeah, this took it. This just sort of took it and just like we're just gonna go off and we're just gonna wander away into left field with this of just just. But I, but like, Liz, the hmm? answer was the book. The book was the answer. The magic tome. Oh no! Did the wizards give it like? It, uh, there was so much of like. There's so much here that's just being accepted as like some real fantasy, where like. We've just like I at, at multiple points I'm sitting here like this has come a long way from wormhole aliens versus prophets like now we're just like it's full prophets now they're all wizards and they're all yeah and I'm just like this is we've we've departed from like the interesting you know perspectives on this aspect of the show um, and now it's just mystical times in caves with a magic book yeah I'm there with, with you. no with also... not even not, like even a hint of of an explanation behind it that could be you know like have a sci-fi spin on it well, even if it's something beyond that... comp- comprehension or something you know yeah you just gotta picture that guy with the hair going <laughs> aliens yeah you can't that, that guy isn't in the show and the show isn't reminding us that these are aliens they're reminding us that these are gods that they're literally gods and... it's really taking it for granted like it's just taking it as a given yeah and and and, and mom no, mom's reading, visits reading, all of just mom coming Milton. in why? Why? <sighs> why, do, and why, say, does, why does that mother, why does the mother prophet suddenly care so much about Cisco when she, you know, like, it, I don't know. Because she's... Uh, well, the mother prophet was trapped in the in orb. Oh, and, the, the, and then she got the freed. Time. She got freed. So I, like that, I... I so having, at first okay. I was like, why is this one so much different than the other prophets we've seen? And I think it's just because she's actually lived as a human for a time and like yeah. has a better understanding of, of linear people. Yeah. She's uh, lived among you, the solids. You did. Yeah. You did say that. Yeah. And I yes. wish okay. a little bit that we understood coast emojin more. Cause every synopsis I've been reading is like the final battle between Cisco and Ducat. It's going to be the epic thing that happens at the end of the show. And here's the problem. That's not Ducat. Ducat is dead. Ducat is super, super dead. This is Coast Emojin well, inhabiting Ducat's body. But well, Ducat I don't know has because nothing in there. No, I think Ducat does. I think I think that's resurrected Ducat with a with a Coast Emojin mixer. Yeah, because he because he clearly knows Cisco. He clearly has the same We've rapport seen with Cisco in the episode uh, where Keiko gets uh, possessed. That that demon thing um could access all of keiko's memories and bullshit and could act like keiko and for all intensive purposes was also a bit keiko yeah but keiko didn't start dead that's a good point Mm. that we know of (laughs) i don't know i I think i i i think the implication of, of the show is that he was resurrected that he was resurrected as ducat but possessed by so he's still possessed, so not, uh, yeah. none of what's happening is Ducat. I, some of it must be, because they, they even say, you know, Cisco says, where's Ducat? And uh, his mother says where he belongs uh, in the fire caves or whatever. So That's because she's a crazy, she's a prophet thing who doesn't understand people. Hmm. I will say in that sequence, I did enjoy when they first get there and he's like, well, excuse me if I'm being a... Uh, Whatever, but I was expecting fire. 
Yeah, that was good. Mark Alamo <laughs> gives good face. And then there was fire. I, I, you know, in thinking about the blindness thing, I actually think they could have... There was really no reason, other than for that joke, for him to need his sight at all. It would have been just as effective if he stayed blind. Yeah, agreed. And, like, you know, Kaiwin's like, listen, the the, the Pares need your need your help and if you want to earn their forgiveness you have to help me free them from the fire caves and that's how she gets him to go go with her yeah. and then sure. yeah, he and dies then and then he can wake up with, sight. with with new red eye sight maybe that's really what it is he didn't talk about it those aren't his eyes he killed some Bajoran and had their eyes swapped into his head like minority report oh god there you go but Perfect. if there wasn't physically anything wrong that wouldn't have helped the pirates would have kept him blind mmm Look, it's a really good surgeon. Mm, yeah. So wherever, so Ducat is just somewhere now. I still think he's super dead because he's not the em- an emissary like Cisco. Why would he survive falling into a fire cave? Cisco is special because he's half prophet, so he gets to live in the white void. Alien. Yep. It's, oh my god! So you guys. You- I finally got my Cisco Inferno. <laughs> oh no! Yay. Uh, uh, maybe it's that's all what I can call this it. episode. God damn it! Oh, uh, that's good. I thought you were going to call it Minsk. I was also considering. Don't call that. it Minsk. God, Cisco uh, Inferno is very good. So Although, anyway, so we got your Kaiwin Inferno is the re- is is the real Kaiwin Inferno. That was great. Would you Ooh. like me to spoil a comic? I'm sure none of you will ever read. Yes. Yeah. There is. You can't find it cheap physically right now but you can get it digitally for a reasonable amount of money but there was an arc in the kelvin timeline comics called the q gambit where q shows up to picard to be like hey picard because picard's there being said that spock is dead he's like spock isn't dead he's in a different timeline now i'm gonna go bug him and picard's like don't go bug him and picard the q then goes to the kelvin timeline and I don't know exactly what happens, but somehow Pa Wraith Galducat wound up in the Kelvin timeline, and him and Q have to fight. Oh no. boy, this Fuck. is complicated. <laughs> this, is, this is something that was like a published thing? An IDW licensed comic. Wow. Like, not a fan thing. That sounds like a fan thing, if ever there was one. Yeah, it does. It really does. Speaking of, of novels and other apocrypha, all right, so we've got Cisco chilling in the celestial temple mm-hmm. for who knows how long because time doesn't exist mm-hmm. brain fart and he tells it could be a year from now it could be yesterday he tells well, it obviously Cassidy, wasn't yesterday dickhead but i don't yeah. want to abandon my child and, and wife all right yeah so apparently originally cisco was just going to say i live here now bye and avery brooks said wow that would really suck that now i'm leaving a black woman to raise a child herself doesn't that doesn't that suck a little bit let's Good not job, do that avery please brooks. thank you um, avery brooks so they let they added in the i'll be back i just don't know when because time and apparently <laughs> hasta la vista babies and apparently in a you know in the ds9 relaunch series cisco comes back for the birth of his daughter and then they Aww. go to live on bajor together so really Aww. it's i'm not gonna be long i'm gonna be gone for maybe seven months <laughs> that's not a whole lot of suffering uh it's well it maybe actually eight months because at the beginning we're, we have two months left of the first trimester 
We we know this mm. because she's having morning sickness, and he says, well, it's only going to last for the first trimester, and she's like, that's two more fucking months. What the okay. fuck? Well, so, mm-hmm. eight months, mm-hmm. but still. I'm saying the baby could have been early. Uh, also, yeah, you're right. That's true. No, you're right. You're See, right. more interesting story. They send him back, but because time shenanigans, he actually does arrive early, but no one realized it was him because he's like, young again and then he just shows up one day in a hot rod fucking runabout being like hey guys i'm cool young cisco and it's weird and him and jake have adventures solving crimes why are these words coming out of your face <laughs> i'm not sure they sounded they sounded better in my head can, uh, can, can we just, so so you did think about them before you said them briefly interesting interesting For that split second before it came out of his mouth noted and logged <laughs> Please, you were saying something? Can we talk about the Cardassian Uprising? Because I did not, uh, I do not remember appreciating Damar quite so much as I did this season. Tell me uh, more. Damar is great. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, I love Kira when Kira's being Rebel Kira and like, oh yeah, just, just at all costs Soldier Kira. I love it. I love hardened Soldier Kira. And I loved her her arc eventually coming around to now I'm helping the people who used to be my oppressors to throw off oppressors of their own. I loved that. Mm, that is um good. I loved her I you know, I mean that was in a previous episode, but I loved just just her her challenging Damar when Damar was really feeling the effects of it and his family was killed. And I loved just seeing Damar go from just I don't know, kind of ineffective henchman like he was like he was just there you know when he first came on oh, scene. as far as i was concerned so. he was just there and you, and you, you kind, know and you get the feeling that he got where he was like by luck not like he ever yeah. worked hard for it by like, being it feels there. like he wasn't super committed he just happened to be random cardassian number two who was in the room and yeah. ducat was like all right well with me yeah and you, now so, you suddenly like, you're you my like protege Bajoran bitches let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry my, my neighbors are on the balcony uh, it's a great time for it to be on the balcony. But um, <laughs> I I just, I love that, you know, he failed up, and then once he was there, suddenly he realized he had morals and values and a conscience, and then alcoholism happened. And then he came out of that of just like, no, I have missions, and I have, I'm going to do a thing. And then he became, like, really interesting. Um, I liked all that. Also, I loved well, seeing Garrick's arc come come back to Cardassia. That was fucking great. And it kind of yeah. is a thing, right, that people sort of realize their patriotism, question mark, yeah. when their freedoms are sort of in question. Like, even when the Dominion was first sort of pairing up with Cardassia, he was still kind of like, eh, eh. And then yeah. slowly as he watched, like, you know, the the autonomy of his of his planet and his people sort of slipping away and their their control that's when he started to give a shit well yeah. once Ducat was gone because he was always just happy to be Ducat's second and so when he suddenly had to be like his own person for a long time he did not know what to do which is why he drank yeah, yeah why he watched Wayun fuck over his people for a long oh, time so much yeah. several finally, had, finally figured out what to do yeah um, throw Wayun down a down a uh, a lift. <laughs> I loved 
<laughs> Every time he dies in Demar, it's like, ah, it's just, uh, it's just yeah, like, you know, good for you, Demar. Breaks his neck. <laughs> good, good for it's you. It's just a shame it's that he good. couldn't have been there for the final death of Wayun. Oh, yeah. God. Which was straight up cold blooded murder, by the yeah, way. It was Garrick, of course. It's yeah. so funny. In my, in my book, both so Jeffrey Combs and Casey Biggs are saying, I really wanted to kill the other one. Why couldn't I have killed the other one? <laughs> and they're like, listen, not everybody gets to kill everybody else. Wait, who's Casey Biggs? Was that DeMar? DeMar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so um, good. Yeah, having them fucking go over the edge of the fire caves together would have been good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you feel like... Oh, it would have been so good. Yeah. I mean, they got to hang out with each other at Vic's at the That at, was cute. I the saw end. the two of them in the background. In the, in the background, there was Casey Biggs and, and, uh, and Jeffrey Combs out of makeup. Oh, Chris pointed out. We think we're pretty sure Iris Stephen Bear was in there oh, as well. Everyone was there. That son of Literally a bitch. everyone. They snuck in the cast party, basically. But I did um, also read what's what's fascinating because you know this is this is Wayun Eight and he's the last of the Wayun clones because the the. The replicate the cloning center was destroyed, but Jeffrey Combs swears like there's got to be more Wayuns out there because you know he's so great. And there's a novel somewhere that says yes, there was a Wayun nine, and now he's Garrick's attaché. And I'm like, yay! Ooh, just smarming all over the place together. They, so that would be epic. I would watch that buddy comedy. I like. Wh- <sighs> Wait, can I? May I? Well, I was gonna try to segue into that, but yeah, just just. Go for it. So, uh, the, so here's my thing about this. Um, I love the idea of Garrick and Wayun fun times, but watching Garrick's goodbye to Julian and watching his arc and listening to him talk about how his Cardassia is gone, I think Garrick goes and kills himself. Mm. I don't think Garrick survives this series. Mm. Because I think he f- he spent years and years trying to get himself reinstated to be back in the home that he loved, and the home that he loved isn't isn't the home he knew anymore. He he's effectively lost everything. His father. We lose Mila, of course, in this episode, and you know he even says like, "Yeah, I always kind of dreamed about coming back here," and now his only reason for living is revenge. And once the war is done, I think. I don't know, man. I think he all quiet on the Western fronts it. I don't I don't think he sticks around because mm. I the way he said goodbye to Julian was really strange and mm. it was really despondent. It's not a bad interpretation. I, yeah, I just I don't. Yeah, that's my thought. And I, I, I think I don't think you agreed with me necessarily. I don't want to agree, but I don't have a good counter argument. I, I, saying... I, don't, I don't want to agree. I don't want to think it. I love Garrick. There's I want so Garrick plenty to. Of... There's still plenty of targets for that he could conceivably uh, turn his revenge to. Yeah, and I'm going to say... After some period of despondency, I think it's entirely valid. That I believe there's more for Garrick because Andy Robinson specifically believed it, and Andy Robinson wrote a novel about what happens to Garrick. There we go. Yeah, oh, yeah I knew, I, and, I, and I knew that. I mean, but I, just, I choose to believe that, that he... You know, standing among the ashes of Cardassia... You know, he, he, I don't know, makes, he finds himself in a position to make the best of it and, and sort of remake Cardassia, perhaps. I, I had, so. I had said maybe he, uh, finally, like, 
after years of skullduggery and this and that, he turns his talents to good? I don't know. But he works on, you know, because he talks about how their art and culture and all that has just been wiped out, basically. Yeah. I mean, I also, I so got to starts- imagine that, like, you know, that there's that there's some sort of, you know, Marshall plan being put in place by, by the Federation, because otherwise... Cardassia is super fucked at oh, this it's point. Oh, it's a disaster. So like, it has no anything. Like, they gotta, like, because, you know, all of their political leadership is gone. Mm-hmm. Most of their military leadership, I imagine, is gone. What's mm-hmm. left is probably, like, a bunch of gulls and legates that are just going to be vying for power. So it's going to be a fucking bloodbath if they're not careful. Mm, not, to men- it, ma- men- to, not to mention major population centers. Oh, yeah. Just been wiped out. Wiped out. That has yeah, tremendous no. effects. But yeah, like they've had, what, three governments in seven years. Yeah. Because there was the government they started with. Then there was like that kind of mini coup and it was more civilian led for like a hot minute. Yeah. And then the Dominion showed up. Yeah. Now they've been, the Dominion's gone. But yeah, like there's nothing like... Damar's not there to lead the planet he helped liberate. And he didn't really have, you know, his seconds were Kira and Garrick. Kira's not going to lead Cardassia. Garrick doesn't want to lead Cardassia. Not from the front. Yeah, most of the other, like, sort of rebellion was destroyed. Like, there is no obvious <gasps> We leader. should bring back Natima. Who was that again? Quark's old girlfriend. She was oh. great. Oh, oh yeah, she right. was great. I liked her. And yeah, and she'd actually been considered a dissident by the the military style government. They tried to offer the the new leadership to one guy, and his response was, "You flatter me, <laughs> sir. You flatter me." <laughs> oh man. I hope he survived. Mm-hmm. I hope so too. But yeah, maybe Garrick starts a museum, saves what art and culture he can that's I mean, actually the, a good that'd be a good calling for him yeah i like that idea i mean the way the way i i think of it with garrick is that it, this i mean at least another spy fiction and other or or even spy reality when when this sort of like subject comes up you have you know for someone to be willing to to do the work of espionage to just throw your entire life into that and make that just you're, that's all you're doing 24-7. There's no break from it for long periods of time. The kind of person and personality it takes to do that really has some deep, deeply set principles and values and, yeah. and, a, and, a, and a, version, a, a kind of patriotism that we, I mean, we definitely see it in Garrick. And, a lot, and, and when, that, when that kind of snaps back at them, like a rubber band is, is when there's some failing on what they were relying on when their government does something utterly wrong or it fails them personally in some way, individually or something, or once when something like this, when it all just falls apart and suddenly he's, he is an instrument, but without direction and now without anything to come home to like, what, what was it all for that? And he's been not to mention with him, it's been the exile. I feel like though, Plus think, his boyfriend's got a girlfriend now. Oh, God, yeah, no. But I think, I feel, yeah, it's never happened before, though. But I think, uh, I mean, Caitlin, I think your your trajectory of him is the most likely, but I think 
there's also it could very easily be interrupted. Like all it needs, all he needs is for someone is for someone to remind him, like, hey, we're rebuilding. Uh, you can be useful in this way. And I think that would that would that would basically pull him back from the brink. He definitely. Like, I don't like even if he lives, I don't know that Garrick exists anymore. He's only so, something has now. broken. Like, literally and figuratively, like, I could definitely see him, you know, going by a different identity, maybe even getting a little plastic surgery. Who knows? Ooh, like, like, that. like, I feel like it would have to be sort of a semi-literal transformation. Thing. Like, like, I think Garrick has to go away now. He has to figure out who he is in this new world. I think that's valid. I also I really think that he would want to have... Mm-hmm. I really want to read the Robinson book to see what he thinks happens next. Mm. I actually would love to read that too. Can we have our first ever Star Trek book club? Ooh, we could do it. Do we it. probably won't, but we could. Oh, come but on, do let's it. do it. Do it. I, I know it's hard to get physically. I don't know if it's Is if it? it's Shit, available. It's nine dollars on Kindle. Is this one a oh, stitch in time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Caitlin already found it, but I definitely I, ha- I already have it. I just have oh, for, for, for $210.25, I can have the entire series on Kindle. Oh, perfect. Dude, woof. The entire what series? Uh, the Deep Space Nine oh. 27 book series. Oh, Jesus. that's a lot of books. But, I do know. But I'm going to buy A Stitch in Time. I'm buying it. We have to read it, okay? Well, <laughs> I can't use it if it's on your Kindle. No, you buy your own copy. Nine just bucks. Get, just just, just listen, throw the money listen. down. Get some of that money. Get your money. Give your money to Andrew Robinson. Yeah, give your money to Andrew Robinson. Exactly. The one thing that I oh guys, I already own it. Perfect. Oh look at that. Wait, what? Did I buy this already? Sorry, (laughs) it probably came up at some point. Uh, Oh, I bought it in April. (laughs) All right. So there you go. Before we move on, uh, the one thing that I do know is in that book. I'm going to spoil this book for Caitlin now. No. Um, one thing that I do know that Andy Robinson kind of always believed and decided to make it for sure in this book is that Mila is Garrick's mother. Okay. Oh, I love that. Ah, okay. Which yeah. I'm super a nice, into. A nice um, and I think her death was just heart wrenching and like. Oh, it was. You realize, oh God, she's dead. Oh mm. God, Garrick's sad. And then it's yeah. just, it's a lot. It's a lot yeah. at once. Yeah, no, they, oh. they definitely put him through the ringer in this one. And you know, the galaxy is super lucky that the Federation lost a lot of its admirals in the (laughs) assault on San Francisco. Because if there was any time all the evil admirals could have gotten together and be like, guys, it is time for us to push. It's now because the Klingons are fucked. The Romulans are fucked. Like, the Federation ain't doing great either, but it sounds like they might still be one of the more powerful forces in the Quadrant. And if they really wanted... Is the Breen okay? (laughs) I'm surprised. I'm a little, like, surprised that the Breen just kind of went along with the surrender. Like They were promised all these planets. They were like, yeah. They were going to change everything. Maybe without the Dominion... They just don't have the 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 forces to to continue the fight or whatever. Maybe. But. Yeah. Well, and that and their you know the Federation cracking their energy their drain weapon. weapon. 
Yeah, but yeah, the Breen just got dropped entirely after having changed everything. Yeah, well, Kira, they didn't get dropped. I mean, like, the Changeling lady just called them like, yeah, about that whole war and, and all that stuff we were going to we get. Done. Yeah, we're going to we're going to surrender. So, you know, you might just want to fuck off back to wherever it is you're from. Breen, I'm sure. Breen, the planet Breen. Because, uh, yeah, the, the Federation doesn't want you hanging around anymore. Kira has now seen two dead Breen and lived to tell the tale. Kira has, mm-hmm. has like, just has a closet full of Breen outfits. Now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, the state of the galaxy after this is is a fucking mess, really. Yeah. Like, you're the three big names in the Alpha and part of the Beta Quadrant are all just like, what? What's going to happen in the Gamma Quadrant now that the Dominion seems to, like, I assume, are they going to stop controlling the Gamma Quadrant? I assume that they're just going to continue doing what they were doing. Kind of. But, I mean, the the implication is definitely there that, as a a people, they are going to be changed by Odo returning and bringing new understanding of the solids. Yeah, they might not be as, like belligerent as they were but i assume that they will still be a major political player in the gamma quadrant yeah that makes sense yeah let's let's talk about this big odo 180 to from i love kira i'm gonna stay with kira to fuck off i'm going with my with i'm going home now bye he never would he never would have done this this is this is not i don't think he ever would have done this i mean i I think if i the only thing that i think makes it makes me kind of understand is that you know they were dying yeah well sure and yeah like, that part saving his people no yeah we don't know how long it's gonna take well he kind of does to... have to stay though because if if a kernel of what you know female changeling was doing still survives there there'll be a problem again in no time someone has to be there to make sure that they're not sort of up to their bullshit again and presumably that's what odo thinks he's gonna do since he's some big justice monger yeah but, i mean if his whole thing is going to be like here let me show you how good all the how good the solids really are they're also going to hear from him about how he got sick and how they got sick in the first place so yeah yeah exactly and the way he was treated in captivity and the way he was but mistrusted who, but and, who cared and, him and, and who cared for him just julian <laughs> yeah hashtag not all solids is all i'm saying that's true Wow. I mean, it's not uh, just like a solid to bring that up. It's not <laughs> way to play the solid card. I mean, like, it's not going to be easy, but I think he's he's kind of fulfilling in a way what was his purpose from the perspective of the Great Link, which oh, was yeah. which is which is nice. It's getting a, information a, and bringing it back. It's a good completion of his character. What I don't follow is why he has to stay 100% of the time and can't, like, take a weekend to visit Kira. Once he's there, he probably, isn't, he probably isn't going to want to. That's, yeah. I, yeah, we that's know crazy. that the link, is, the link is sort of always been drawing him, and we know that it is, like, the most intimate thing and the most whatever mind-blowing thing yeah it's once some- you're there leaving it's got to be like having a piece of yourself literally removed yeah it's something he's been resisting since the first time he tried it and yeah yeah and we know like- that like you know when the when the dominion controlled the station and then the um the chain you know they were they were linking a lot 
it consumed his thoughts. Like he couldn't yeah. function properly yeah. outside of the link. And for like, days at a time, he would just be. Just I mean, just listen, that, he was up. so desperate for the link, he was willing to link with fucking mama covered in fucking deli ham uh changeling lady <laughs> <Deli ham. laughs> it's like, i think you'd be like i think you'd be like you know literal space hitler but no no it's it, the thing that we're gonna say about her is that she's covered in ham mm. uh okay what would you say she was covered in jake i mean i mean i it's clear i mean i i'm not gonna aside argue from the with... guilt oh yes of, of course aside from the guilt of the genocides she's done <laughs> right she's her hands it. her hands are dirty and so is her dress it's covered in ham <laughs> her, her hams are dirty <laughs> the less said about her hams the better <laughs> in this point case here's, here's my question so Odo is going to the link specifically to like remind literally every other changeling in existence hey guys solids are okay let's not like Ooh. torture them all the time uh, yeah. let's not try to take over <laughs> just everybody. some of the time yeah just, just a couple change, uh, uh, solids it'll be fine if he's trying to prove to them that solids are okay, but now is never going to see solids again, how has he just proven to them that solids are okay if he's now cutting them out of his life? It might I mean I feel like it's it's more of an indefinite timeline than a permanent timeline. Mm. Like an in, indefinite in, in the term in, in terms of it might be decades. Before I go out and see more solids again, but maybe in the meantime, others are going. Others are going to leave the Great Link to go and meet the solids and come back, and some weird stretched out timeline over the course of all of then this. Then Kira could visit. Yeah, Kira totally so could she... visit. No, I don't think that there's. I, I did, yeah, but that where didn't the really fuck is she going to stay? That one rock. Yeah, yeah she's going to sit that on the rock. rock. Was like the only thing they have. What are they going to? No, except yeah. that rock is probably other change. Yeah, but now, like, now that the uh, now that they're not going to be bringing in funds from like conquering they're going to need to boost their tourism industry so they're going to clearly build a, a link side retreat oh, that rock is getting side. gentrified it's going to be like signs all over the place be like don't step on the mom raths oh god they're don't, don't pee in the link Friggin oh gross no <laughs> bus loads bus loads of tedious british tourists who like can't get a good cup of tea out eh? here before, before brexit I would have been able to travel here with my normal visa. Did you vote for Brexit? Yeah, of why? Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, want any of them bloody changelings in my backyard, do I? Um. <laughs> Speaking of the not in my backyard assholes, uh -oh. um, th so there's some criticism for over this episode that we never resolved the will Bajor make it into the Federation? I actually, Literally, who cares? I actually I have that thought, though. I think that, like, be considering the entire premise of the of having Starfleet at Deep Space Nine was to kind of prep Bajor mm. for being in the Federation. I think it would have been a nice touch if one of the things that had happened at the end was they got admitted, even if it wasn't in this episode. If it was like earlier in the season, well, you know, Jake. We could have done a lot more at the end if we hadn't spent a whole fucking episode on Sloan and his Damn, fucking yeah. stupid asshole brain. <laughs> oh, that was weird. We so totally could have seen how Goldicott got brain? his eyesight back. Yeah. We could have, we could have seen Bajor being, uh, what do you call that? Uh, inducted. You know, they, yeah, yeah, inducted, thank you, into, so, into the, the 
through the Federation. What's interesting is that it seems at the end, Kira's now in charge, mm-hmm. but there is ball. still a Starfleet presence because Nog's there. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's unclear, you know, does that mean they're going to work on pulling out or are they eventually going to send a new Federation I mean, person? Like, I'm Starfleet assuming that, that Bajor, now that Kai Wynn is gone, mm. I'm assuming Bajor is inevitably going to wind up in the Federation. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. It's mm. like they're... Cause what what about Shakar though? Like is Shakar still Shikar around, starts. or did he or did he die or something? No, no, no he's still, no, he's still around. He gets referenced. Uh, but he's, do you think he's... he starts sending more like "Do you like me?" notes to Kira? God, I <laughs> oh <hope> no! <laughs> now hey, that Odo's you're gone, newly single, and you can't visit him ever again for reasons. God, oh, God. no! Shikar. I would honestly rather fucking Mirror Burial come back. He was Ooh. much better for her. <laughs> That's kind of fun. I'd rather. I'd rather. Robo brain Burial come back. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No, no, no. Speaking of I'd... never never visiting our friends like ever again for reasons. So we've got the wormhole is and I assume it's open now. Could Cassidy just go visit Cisco in the wormhole? Bring an orb with her, be like, hey, got some Cisco treat here. I, I guess I sort of assumed that the wormhole opening was meant to signify that he was coming back. I don't know if anyone else read it that way, but that's what I kind of thought maybe it meant. I don't know. See, uh, the thing that the prophets tell Cisco in one of his 8,000 goddamn visions is getting with Cassidy will bring nothing but suffering for you specifically, Cisco. You will never go, you you will never act, find happiness on Bajor. If he, if after throwing a paw wraith possessed Dukat into a wealth of fire, he just gets to come right back home and be happy then the suffering hasn't happened like they promised, and yeah. they know everything because they can see through time, and God fucking damn it. <laughs> but surely spending all that time with the prophets isn't him suffering. Like, I would I would imagine it to be closer to sort of the Christian ideal of heaven of, like, basking in the glory of, of the Lord for the rest of eternity, which is not suffering. It's, it's, it's you know, yeah. nirvana. Exaltation, the prophets- yeah. Seem really boring. Yeah. The prophets got real dumb baseball. at the end. The prophets just became like Weird. just became ominous, godly-ish figures that you know were something out of a cheap fantasy. Like I lo- before early on when it was, are they prophets or wormhole aliens? Well, to be their prophets, well, to be blah 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 blah. They were very much like we like you are so beneath our understanding, uh, and and so beneath our concern in so many ways. Why are we even interested? Now it's like, we have put all of this interest in you, and we always have, and we have a plan, except sort of, uh, and... It's in this book. If we're trying to destroy the book. Yeah. And we're trying sure. to persuade you to do these things, or we're trying to convince you of this, or we're trying to warn you of this thing that we want you to do, when, like, so before it was just sort of like, what are these tiny creatures in linear time? I, well, like they were so much more interesting before, and and here it's just they just show up to be like the Cisco is of is of the is not of Bajor. The Cisco is this, and I so fucking hate it. What if uh, what if the prophets have been gone all this time, and that when their visions started getting fucking stupid and trying to like tell Cisco how not to live his life? What if that was the pirates? What if the what if the uh, what if the prophets are actually gone? What if they actually have lost and all of this for the last however long has just been the pirates being up to nonsense? 
Because we already know that the Pa-Wraiths fucked with... We know that the Pa-Wraiths understand how Prophet Visions should work, because we watched them do one to Kai Win. And we also know that at one point there was a marked change from... Well, mostly just probably from sloppy writing. Yeah, but that one. The, That's the one. <laughs> There's the, that. The visions, the visions changed. And, and filming and editing. So what... I like your interpretation, Caitlin. I like... What you if it's some been the Pa-Wraiths the whole time? <laughs> Let's, or, I, I want that Mama. to be... Any DS9 revival should start with that premise. Because also, like, that would explain the suffering. If Cisco can't leave, <laughs> it's because he's fucking being tortured by the Pa-Wraiths now. Well, wait. Is, is it also possible, though, that Mama is the only... One left. left. That's what I was about to that, say. Like, maybe like when when Ducat killed Did whatever Jadzia and and un, and turned all the the um, orbs to stone. If that just killed all of the other prophets, and that's now, a really good idea. Are Holy the shit. orbs prophet poop? Yes. Yes. Got no it. more. Oh yeah. No yeah. further questions. Um, <laughs> actually, no. They're prophet snot, where they periodically do it like a, a snot <laughs> rocket out of the out uh, of the wormhole. So it just I, lands on Bajor. Jake, I can't remember because I, I know like we've done so many episodes. If we did discuss this, we'll just stop and I'll cut this. But did we ever discuss your conspiracy theory re Salome Jens playing both the female changeling and oh, the, the, the messenger the, in from, from the, the chase? chase? I think did we, we ever actually we talked about that on air. Talked about it a little. I mean, we I feel like we've touched on it. I don't know if we've gone into depth on it, but the idea that that the progenitor species of all solids is also what evolved into the changelings and that's yeah. why and that's mm. why she looks the same. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like it would be kind of funny if they had paved the way for all these species they would later come to despise and even they had forgotten that fact. It's also, you know, I had another thought along those lines like maybe that Maybe the reason why the female changeling is has takes that form is because that is like the most basic solid that you can make, and yeah, and it just so happens to also oh. be the the ancestor species. See, that's yeah. interesting. Some sort of uh, you know, if we get a bit of Assassin's Creed on it, it's an old racial memory lurking mm. somewhere in the uh, DNA. Mm. But yeah, I, I do I do like that idea. I mean, the chase and everything related to it is stupid, but since it exists yeah. and that connection is God there, it's it. fun to run with as just like, did you people create the galaxy and then get mad at it? <laughs> I mean, it's possible, right? Because they even said, I feel like it was said at one point that the that the changelings weren't always changelings, that they used to be solids and that they yeah. evolved into changeling so it is quite possible that they're just a much much older species and they do have skills with genetic engineering we know yeah mm. going, back, going back to, to odo specifically though i was thinking you know part of him going back to the link is fulfilling his initial purpose as yeah, that's what i was saying hundred. yeah yeah so like if he does go back and teaches the link about solids you know it's interesting like when so clearly by the time of ds9 the the changelings despise solids mm -hmm. but it's so it's interesting to me that they would have even bothered sending out the hundred babies to be like 
yeah, go go live with these people that are total assholes that are going to probably kill you because they suck. Yeah, it's a weird choice. I mean, unless they were just thinking of it as an intelligence action. Yeah. Where I mean, is Loss and is Loss okay? Loss died of the changeling virus. God like, damn it, that, Loss. That unless, unless Odo somehow happened upon him on his way back to the link, I don't see any way that Loss survives. Well, so Loss saying all heading hope, back to the Great Link anyway. All is lost for I, oh. I don't think he was heading. I don't think he was heading towards the Great Link. He was heading out to find other changelings. Yeah, the babies, the, the babies specifically. Uh, yeah. So he's going to go. So if he finds them, he's going to also infect them with the with the virus. And yeah, uh, that that maybe is part of why Odo can't be back for a while. Like step one, guys. So we gotta like remember find Loss and keep him from. Yeah, remember that I time Loss... I accidentally killed a changeling. Well, about that, and like Loss would be an interesting person to bring back because Odo lived among the solids in a humanoid way, whereas we know Loss was a humanoid. He was, you know, he lived with animals. He probably spent time as a plant. He he, was he can fire. do crap we have not seen other changelings do. And I think I suggested at the time that. Maybe even the changelings have forgotten how powerful they are because they've mostly been being linky and dominion-y and just hanging out. Know. Imagine living as a fart. I wonder <laughs> if he's ever done that. Just like oh yeah. Go into a go into an elevator as a fart and I live see in who a gets house, blamed. I live in a house with two men. I sort of can imagine how it feels <laughs> to live as a fart. Yeah, but here's the thing. Wow. What if what if the fart that you smell with from the two men is neither is you. of them? No, what if it's what if it's lost just hanging out having a laugh, being like <laughs> I don't oh they're all gonna think it was the other of, the other I mean, one. I don't want to smell farts anyway, but I also definitely don't want loss floating in and out of my nasal passages. It's kind of <laughs> horrific actually. Yeah. Okay, well while That's we're on the, the Odo Tangent, Odor. Like, Odo adjacent um, topics. Uh, we have this cute quasi goodbye scene with him and Quark. Oh yeah, which I didn't realize happened because my, when I read it uh, on Memory Alpha, they, the way that it was worded was like they don't get a goodbye, and I'm like, oh no, they don't get a scene together. But no, they get a scene together. It's just not a quote unquote goodbye scene. Because and it's exact because they love each other so much that they can't be over. Oh, we yeah. got one last huh, from yeah. Odo. It was so <laughs> good. I was like, thank you. Thank you, Odo. I love you. That thing, too, I was kind of thinking with this, like, part of it may have been a certain amount of selfishness on Odo's part. Like, not being able to deal with the idea of watching Kira grow old and die. Oh, gosh. Because that is one thing. We don't know. It seems like if you don't leave the link too often, or at least don't get kerploded, like Mirror Odo, like changelings are effectively, if they're not immortal, they at least have insane lifespans. Okay, but mm. what is it really worse? Is it really that much worse to watch someone you grow old and die than to know that they're growing old and dying and knowing that you wasted that time? I mean, Odo has weird logic sometimes. Yeah, but he loves Kira. He I mean, does. that's been the through line for like six seasons or something. I just find, and I understand that, like, it was a noble sacrifice to end the war and this whole shit, but I just don't, I just don't see it. I don't think he'd do it. I just don't think he'd do it. He committed, he committed a dream world genocide so that Kira would leave and go have her life. I agree. I, I don't know. I just don't, it doesn't feel like something he would do. And I, again, I understand why it was the thing they did to make it all work out. 
But here's the thing. They could have just locked what's her ass in the bridge, had Odo changeling into her and order the Breen to fucking cut the shit. Like there was <laughs> there was no need for any of this. You literally have That's a changeling. You have a literal changeling right here. How how awful would it be if they ended this show without curing that, though? Oh, it would be pretty uh, fucking bad. I mean, it will... Okay, it would. It would be a genocide. On the other hand, can I offer you the fact that What's-Her-Ass was going to genocide every single fucking... Cardassian? Ty- but should an well, entire every- population on a planet suffer because of her? I don't know, probably. They're probably into it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I mean, think so. Listen, Liz, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I just she <laughs> you're asking me you're asking me on the spot here whether or not I think they should have have let this happen. And well, this is this is like I mean, this is what I found uh, also interesting about the Cardassian, like the the, the Damar and the Garrick aspect of of the finale of this final arc is I mean, it, there was definitely, especially watching, like, as as an American, as an American citizen, though also there, I feel like, you know, that that first city being leveled was, had overtones of, uh, undertones of, like, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Hiroshima, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. but, like, definitely just this complicated relationship with a, with your, with your, your, your nation, I guess, for lack of a better word, even though we're talking entire planetary government. Who like which you you are you are of it is part of your identity. There are aspects of it that you hold dear and that you love, but at the same time, and it has made wonderful things and it's full of wonderful people. But at the same time, it has done horrible things, and so much of what comes back on it right now, it brings on itself, and you're a part of that. But at the same time, you know you're 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 not the one making those decisions like there there's that weird there's that that mix of of the sins of of the greater part whole that you are a part of and and also like the the fact that it's not all black and white and i liked i really like that aspect considering how monolithic so many of the of the species are in star trek and how mm. often they're depicted as a monolith and here there was there was so much talk of you know like here's what's beautiful about cardassia and here's why i fight for it and why i love it and why I want to fix it and repair it versus like the Cardassians have been just pulling this shit all this time. They've been doing all sorts of horrible things. And this is the chickens coming home to roost. So I, you know, I, I, I would, I, I've been, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the great link in the same way, because like, like you guys mentioned, you know, however long ago they sent out the 100, you know, in some exploratory way, which is very Starfleet of them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm trying to imagine like, you know, this it's this one great link, but it's a bunch. It's not they're not a Borg. They're a bunch of consciousnesses and one that are that make up the whole consciousness or the consensus, really. So at some point, the ruling consensus that started somewhere in that sea was let us explore and learn. And then at some point, the consensus shifted to let's dominate and control. So there's a potential for both in there. Which is why well, they, they don't deserve a genocide. They they weren't expecting a return on investment as soon as they got it either. Mm. Like I feel like they mentioned when they finally met Odo, like they hadn't been aware of the wormhole. So oh, like there there is an episode ages ago yeah, now yeah. where they were like, we were not expecting anyone back this soon. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> you're early. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Odo, always coming early. No way. And like and Whoa. as we know from last, like he wasn't even the first of the hundred to like, Oh, to be sent out. 
well, the, to become like aware of things because mm. Loss had been around for a lot longer. Uh, yeah, as right. a person versus versus Odo, who's only been around for you know less than a human lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Good thing Odo found out that he was really good at justice because he's not great at being a changeling. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he's new to it, relatively speaking. Yeah. I want to read a very quick note before we move on, because we should probably start leading into next stuff soon. Oh, I guess. Uh, the note I took was, the enemy of my enemy is Cardassians. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Just every um, time. The, yeah. It's interesting how, you know, without sanctioning or, or um, approving of what they did... In a weird way, Section Thirty One is now responsible for it, for ending that war, considering they use the the cure that Julian ended up finding as a bargaining chip, which they wouldn't have needed if there wasn't a disease. Of course, that was a unilateral decision by Odo. Well, yes. So, and like, which, which, good which for him. nobody would have approved of otherwise, but. And mm. getting the cure was unilateral decision by Julian. Yeah. So yep. need, needless to say, like, they failed into a successful way to end the war. That mm. didn't involve profits somehow. Uh, right. So, like, fuck them. But also, like, if they had not tried their their bullshit, it's likely that, that the uh, changeling would not have agreed to end the war and it would have been a, a bloody mess for much well then it would have been odo just would have impersonated her and called the war off. i just don't see yeah. why we couldn't have done that anyway well odo well odo <laughs> would have been dead right mm. well either odo would have been dead or she mm. like if if they hadn't found the cure oh i'm assuming in this in this i mean like the, the disease had just never existed oh if the yeah. disease had never existed at all then i don't think i don't know what would have happened the right? domain oh, would still Wait. be winning is this, holy shit, is this, did they make this using the information about the quickening disease? Is that, is that what we should be thinking that, that they did? No, because this Because this weren't they before. super interested in what Julian was doing with that? I think they were interested in it, but I don't think, I think that the, the changeling virus predates what he learned about the quickening. Did yeah, it? Okay. Because I think, he was, in, well, I think he was when, infected mm-hmm. at Starfleet. Because that would have been... An interest, yeah. Go ahead, Liz. Go ahead, Liz. Well, I think I think I think the the implied interest in that was in his capability of finding a cure. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was gonna say because it seems otherwise it would be really weird that they were so much like oh fine oh curing the quickening are you like I don't know. Okay, yeah. fair enough. That's that's fine. I accept. I accept that. That sounds. I think right. it w- I think it was like this guy's pretty good at curing diseases. What the fuck? Yeah. See, I assume uh, everything Section Thirty One does is just to fuck with Julian. So, well, I also <laughs> think, I also think part reason. of it was to be like, I mean, at least the what they, the way they framed it in that episode was in the context of they're doing this investigation to see if Julian is a Dominion spy. Mm. So all of the questions about the quickening were like, you know, why were you helping these Dominion citizens? Mm. You know, like what's up no, with that's that? Right. Yeah. So, I had two things I wanted to say about Wayon before oh, we move on. God. Contact lens? <laughs> well, oh, no. First, I guess. Oh, there's yeah. That, there, there's oh, scene where he had, his oh, eyes oh, are God. pointing in different directions. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, Why that didn't was they just refilm it? <laughs> Maybe they didn't notice until after they'd <laughs> shot it. How could you not notice? Well, you, like, you think he would have said, like, guys, I can't see. I can't fucking see. Someone had Welcome to be like, the man looks like a goddamn chameleon. 
If he yeah. at least, if they'd at least fixed it, you know, like if it, if it snuck into one shot and he was like, oh, oop, you know what? Uh, oop, and then they fixed mm-hmm. it. But no, it was like three or four different close-ups of just this motherfucker with his eyes going in separate directions. Like, what <laughs> shit? <laughs> so we can anyways, see predators behind him. Uh, but the other per- thing. Apex predators like Jedzia, I mean, Esri Dax. Yeah, yeah Canadian. Um <laughs> The, there was one moment where I was very offended on Wayne's behalf, where like uh, his boss was all like, you know, you're a little bitch. And it's like, that's how you made me. You didn't make me to be courageous. You can't make me to be a sniveling bureaucrat and then get mad at me when I work the way I was intended to. Ooh. What was the second thing? The contact lens. Oh, what was that? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. No, that's okay. My apologies. But, um, that, does, that does remind me of, of that. I think it was that scene when the changeling commander was like, you know, the only the only solid I ever trusted. Just mm. like it was like I was I was actually kind of happy for Wayun because like, yeah, like he must he lived for that moment. Yeah, good for in him. And in the end, his God loved him. Well, mm-hmm. liked him, but <laughs> decided he was all right. Yeah. Made a good cup of tea. You're you're one of the good ones. You're the yeah. only good one. I mean, again, it is, you know, one I literally made. But again... Yeah, really, she's like, oh, yes, my greatest accomplishment. Well, but, to be fair, like, if you assume that God creates all and has favorites and talks to people... That's true. It's not really that that's different true. than modeling humans from mud or thank, whatever. Much like good- Sarah and Cisco. Thank goodness they decided that, that Vorda are cloned because... Almost every time you see someone else as a Vorta, it just looks wrong. Mm. Like, somehow, <laughs> Jeffrey Combs could pull off that weird fucking look in a way a lot of other people couldn't. It's because he can pull off any look. Basically. Because, think- as Ames said, he in fact is a chameleon. Like, I feel like him... <laughs> not, just, not just his contacts. The <laughs> Vorta from the ship. I was gonna say the ship. I think and she I came think close. The, the original Vorta, too... Mm. She also, like, it's like, yeah, I feel like every, I think the thing is, like, the Vortas it works for have sort of wider faces, and whenever it's a thinner face, you're kind of like... Like Iggy Pop? Iggy Pop. Yeah, like Iggy Pop looked a little weird. Like, the guy that winds up, you know, he's thumping into a wall in Empok Nor somewhere. Oh, I thought he looked good. I I actually thought he was a cool looking... It works for him, but again, when you think about it, wider face. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think well, that's the key is you need a wider face for that makeup to not look completely bizarre. Just like you need to have a pretty long neck to be a good Cardassian. Yeah. Because mm. there was that one yeah. woman who had a really short neck and it looked really fucking weird. You gotta have really good eyebrow control to be a Vulcan. True. No, you don't. They just paint them on for you. New ones. But yeah, but to move them right. You gotta, oh, well, yeah. Gotta, but no one, gotta, no one has ever worked a Vulcan eyebrow yeah. with the... If, Skill if, and dexterity of Leonard. If Dwayne Johnson ever wants to return to Star Trek, yes, yeah. please. Oh my God, he'd be a great Vulcan. Ooh, he's got the fucking people's eyebrow. That's a that's a beefy Vulcan. That is a Ston level Vulcan. It's even <laughs> more than Ston. It's like Ston on drugs. I would love. <laughs> oh, I would love to see The Rock as a fucking Vulcan. Holy shit! It's just hard to imagine him not being all smirky, though. You know, like. You're welcome. You're welcome. Maybe he's uh, Vul- Vulcan crossed with something else. Maybe he's. <laughs> maybe we can have a 
Cybok prequel series because we know that motherfucker loves to laugh. I'm Actually, so that would be funny. <laughs> You're a Vulcan. The idea of the rock aging <laughs> yeah, into turning into Cybok. <laughs> um, Lawrence Luckin Bill. Lawrence Luckin Bill is like I mean it's like really how did you he how really did you let himself lose go. a foot and a half, brother? He really <laughs> let himself go. Yeah. Uh, you can call him Cy Rock. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. You think we'll ever get Cybok on uh either Strange New Worlds or uh Oh god no Discovery? Yeah, I don't really think so. I don't know. I I mean we probably will because uh, you know the these shows are never these because these shows are never gonna end. <laughs> right, exactly. Eventually they'll have to do it. It's season forty three of Discovery. <laughs> Michael finally is like, oh no, my other brother, Cybok. I don't think Michael knew about Cybok. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Cybok is so much older than Spock that. Yeah, no, they. And, and like, Sarek isn't going to talk about. I Cybok. don't think Amanda knew about Cybok. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, we're talking about Cybok. We should probably. Uh... Yeah, yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> I just. Uh, ah, man. I really. I'm really sad. The Deep Space Nine is over because I don't think I don't think based on what I know about how people feel about Voyager and Enterprise and being that I've seen everything after that, I feel like Deep Space Nine is as good as it's ever going to get for me. So we should jump straight to Farscape is what you're saying. Ooh. No, no, we, we set out to do a thing. We have to do the thing. I also but I just uh I'm really sad that it's over. I really loved this show and I really loved the characters and I really loved like I wasn't sure what to think initially. I was worried about it because uh, it's so divisive. This show a lot of people love it and a lot of people hate it. And I now don't I think the people who hate it are probably the people that hate every new piece of Trek and think that because they were alive to watch TOS that they somehow like are better prepared to talk about what is Star Trek and what isn't Star Trek. But, like, ah, man, it's hard to imagine anything being better than this. I mean, you know, we said before, there is, if nothing else, like, I don't remember Voyager that well anymore, but I'm looking forward to seeing it as an adult. I know the Doctor's great. Oh, yeah. And Enterprise has its moments. Enterprise was made for Chris. <laughs> Except and that one three. woman who used to message us who fucking loves Scott Bakula. She just loved Scott Bakula. That well, was oh, creepy. It's a story. It's a show. No, no, it is not Scott all Bakula. Is. You know, it, it was. It is creepy. <laughs> that woman's entire Facebook feed was Scott Bakula oh. and missing children in Australia. Oh, oh do we think the two are related? Was she feeding children to Scott Bakula and that's why they're missing? <laughs> she was feeding children to her model of Scott Bakula. Which she made out of, like... Other children? Yeah, and bits of hair she stole from him once. Yikes. Oh, yeah. She definitely has his hair. Boy, so what I appreciate boy. about Deep Space Nine... <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Keep us moving forward. Yes. Um, I don't, well, one, I'm glad that Caitlin came to love this so much, because it's my favorite. It's my favorite Star Trek. Um, That's because you're correct, ma'am. And re-watching it with, with my friends here at A Star to Steer Her By, it... It reminded me of what I really like about it because what what tends to get the accusation that tends to get leveled at DS9 is that it 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 steers away from the dystopia or the utopia of of Trek. That's that's what it gets accused of being. But I really 
I like I'm my I'm I'm even more you know uh, confident in my in my thought of it does the exact opposite and that it it kicks the tires and it challenges and questions and scrutinizes the idea of utopia and what it takes to to have paradise. I feel like it's showing it's showing it it tells a lot of human stories. It's ironic to say with a bunch of aliens, but it's a lot of really human stories, really individual stories, and at the same time, like even I. I thought I would hate going into, especially watching it this time. I thought I would hate the the Section Thirty One shit with 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 Bashir, and part of me did. Part of me was like, "All right, this is a little a little much, guys." But it's still quite. It was still questioning. Like the the Starfleet ideal was still there, and it was just in Bashir who was fighting to uphold it. When when section when someone like Section Thirty One or the Admiralty and other in other aspects of Star Trek are just like, "No, fuck it, let's just do a genocide," like. There's always going to be some human because it's because we're talking about human elements, a, a utopia that's driven by humans. There's going to be that negative element in there. And it's and this is showing how sometimes, you know, where the fight has to come in to maintain and uphold those ideals. I feel like that's it really like, you know, it questions and then and then reaffirms Star Trek to me. That's my thought. It's a good thought. It is. I think, you know, having now reviewed it. In full as an adult, I think it's definitely my favorite of the three so far. Oh yeah, by a by uh, by a leap and a bound, I would mm. say. Well, yeah, like, looking, and I want to I want to somehow get us back into just talking about the last season before we get into the whole yeah. the whole show. But fuck it, we're already here. God damn it! But no, like the storytelling is amazingly consistent, and the characters, and not only the, are the characters all so well written and complete but also able to change which is not a thing that happens in any other, any of the preceding star treks but their relationships between them yeah. also are cemented and also have their own arcs of change yeah. mm-hmm. which i fully and entirely appreciate yeah yeah but you know, going into this i've been like i remember loving ds9 but maybe i my taste of change or I misremembered it or something. So like going into this, I was firmly of like, my favorite was still TOS. Even while acknowledging there's more good TNG than TOS. I still love the campiness and that, you know, I love camp, but now having gone through all three, it's like, Nope, definitely DS nine is, is better. There's less camp in DS nine too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So goddamn it tries, you know, for me, Deep Space Nine, and I think I've I've said this to people before that I think Deep Space Nine is far more consistently good than mm-hmm. the other series. There are, yeah, there are a handful of really bad episodes, but it's really but, only a handful. You yeah, know? and like mm-hmm. and like it, the ones that are ba- really bad are really bad, and and you notice them. And but like even the ones that are not great or standout episodes are you know, very good and mostly memorable where versus like TNG, which I would say I would, I would go and say, I think that the highs of TNG are higher than the highs of deep space nine. Like some of those like episodes, like the inner light, right? Like I don't like the visitor might come close, but there are very few episodes of deep space nine that really hit. I think those, those, particularly high episodes of of 
of what I, next generation. What I think, kind of think about that, because TNG is way more episodic in nature, mm. we think of the episodes very individually. <clears throat> well, yeah. since DS9 is so much more serial, especially at the end here, and here's me wrapping it back into this into the season, haha, especially in the end here, where it's all really a continuation, that if an episode is good, it's because all the ones around it have made it good. Yeah, and not necessarily, you know, because of anything special about that one specific episode. Yeah, and they're because good. they're all part of a clump. They're yeah. also what's interesting. Also, is and I think this is where some of the criticism of Deep Space Nine comes in. Is Deep Space Nine is not very sci-fi overall. I think. I mean, there's. It's obviously. I mean, it's set in space, but I think what people didn't like about it at the time, especially, was that there wasn't exactly a there wasn't a phenomena of the week there wasn't a and when there was it was often bad yeah yeah, yeah exactly a lot of the one-off episodes that are just in, encountering some sci-fi thing aren't good um the good episodes to you know and this goes back to what other folks have said are like the character episodes like building the relationships and building you know the backstories and making and f- making sure that that O'Brien is sufficiently punished, <laughs> and like like those are the those are the episodes of Deep Space Nine. I think that at the time, what people associated with Star Trek was you know Planet of the Week and and like sci-fi stuff, which you know Deep Space Nine doesn't do as much of that. And when it does, it's not as good at it. It's definitely much more of the. It's like it's less sci-fi about like let's explore crazy concepts and more let's use sci-fi as a metaphor. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, that's what um, I was going to say. Which not I don't, that the I don't other ones don't sci-fi. Not that the other ones don't do that, but I mean I think it's more what they did with this than the other ones did. Where, where I, yeah, where where the sci-fi kicks in is not is not it's not speculation of new types of life or new types of planets. It's the the speculative aspect of it is what if we had these different types of cultures and these different types of characters and experiences, many of which are analogous to real life experiences, yeah, but yeah. Are, are introduced because of fantastical elements or, or in this case, sci-fi elements and what happens next. That's yeah. where the, the speculation comes in. The, it's different. The whole of the Dominion War like, isn't very sci-fi except for the fact that the people leading it are aliens. Like, yeah. It's all very, very like straightforward storytelling that happens to take place in space, but they they do it with characters that are established with with cultures that you can see, you know, you can see exactly where the Cardassians are coming from. You can see exactly where the Bajorans are coming from. Some goddamn weird place in the fire cave sometimes. Good for Ugh. them. <laughs> Bajor is definitely a wonderfully complicated <laughs> culture. Glad they're not yeah. in the Federation. Well, at least now, at least now they're freaking corrupt space pope is dead uh maybe they'll be that's uh, that's one thing i gotta figure like no one knows what happened to her no and yeah there's oh, no, no witnesses it's she just walked off and disappeared yeah like no one has any idea no that's true cisco knows that's it sobor's dead ducat's dead their pope just fucking disappeared one day good good and Better their emissary. Well, no, their emissary probably still communicates with them somehow. Yeah. Anyway, should we do our? Uh, yeah, we got tops. a lot of things to talk about. Do some tops and bots, tops and bops, Top, uh, bop, tops bop and it, bops. Bop twist it, it. cup it, Click it. Oh. Well, okay. which episode do you? Have I think I actually have mine ready for once. Mm, yes, nice. go, Caitlin. You want to start what? with tops or bottoms? Oh, we always got to start with bottoms. Do we? Yeah. 
No? Maybe Voyager will change it up. We'll <laughs> Does that mean you actually want me to go? I do want you to go. Go, go Caitlin. So season, go Caitlin, go Caitlin, go. Um, season <laughs> seven. Okay. Third, third worst, I guess. I put down the Emperor's new cloak. Ooh. I don't remember why. I was reading, reminding myself about plot synopses, and I didn't like that one. But I don't really remember it very strongly. A lot of the ones that I didn't like, I don't remember very well, to be <coughs> honest with you, because it was just kind of crappy. But uh, these other two are much more memorable. Take me out to the Hall of Sweet. <laughs> um, because it's stupid. Yep. <laughs> The end. <laughs> Definitely on Chris's favorite list. Oh yeah, Chris loves that one. And I also uh, I said extreme measures because uh, I think <laughs> that it stands out as the weakest link and biggest waste of time in an otherwise mostly well-paced ten-part series finale. It made no sense whatsoever to spend so much goddamn time on this. I mean, yeah, I get, it, like, I get it, like, that slammed on the, the brakes in this fucking ten-parter and said, wait, we have to do this now. And again, like, even if they had just tightened it up so that it had, like, a solid B-plot, I mean, we could have done anything else. Like, the reason why we don't, like, in my opinion, the reason why the Gull Dukat wrap-up felt so rushed is because of this episode. This is it. And it wasn't even a good episode. It was an episode, we've already done this. We've already been in two other people's minds. Two other people? No, I guess Many. the Loxana's. Just kidding. Several. The Loxana's mind was a uh, TNG. But like, we've already been in Bashir's mind, and like, we've already done this episode. We don't need to do it again. It's not interesting. It wasn't interesting the first time. It's not interesting now. It's a waste of valuable real estate, and for that reason, I feel that it is the fucking worst. There you go. Nice. Thank you. Who wants to Those go next? My, Those are my strong feelings. Those are some. <laughs> Feelings. I'm having I'll feelings go. with you, Caitlin. <laughs> Thank you, Ames. Uh, my bottom three. Field of Fire. Mm-hmm. A terrible attempt at Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah, it was bad, that one. After Image. Just an hour of 90s pop psychology. Damn, you hate Ezra. <laughs> Which one was death. that again? Well, she sucks. Uh, the one where she oh, cures... Oh, she and Andrew... Well, she and Garrick are... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that episode terrible does episode. suck. Yeah, yep. And Chrysalis. Oh, good. Mm. I was I was hoping someone would say Chrysalis. Because, uh, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, there's of, of the of the, you know, not only is is Bashir inappropriate with a patient, but it's also got the extra added webby of let's make neurodivergent people like fucking terrible little stereotype characters, and also let's put poor what's his name back in that. Terrible jumpsuit. Poor Patrick. Like, again, oh, Patrick. Patrick. Thank you. Yeah. Poor, poor Patrick. Like, just, just, it's like it's, so many bad <laughs> things crammed together into a pile of awful. And you're telling me by the 24th century they don't have some kind of technology to holster the man titties? <laughs> Patrick really got fucked. I'm just saying. He got played. Poor Patrick. So yeah, fuck poor that Patrick. episode. Do you want to go or shall I go, Jake? I, I guess I can go. Do it. Because I don't have anything new to really add because my bottom three are The Emperor's New Cloak. Yay! Um, for being the mere universe and just sucking at it. I mean, I just don't like the mere universe. I just I just don't. Yeah, and that's a particularly bad one. It's really bad. It's really dumb. It's got all the dumb shit. It's got Vic as a flesh and blood Oh, as a person. fucking person, yes. Why? <laughs> for no reason in particular, just to get killed. 
Um, just because Ira thought it would be funny. And don't worry you, about Ira. it, Pally. Yeah, and like I don't know, I can I can I can have fun with Star Trek, but uh, I mean it just wasn't well done. Um, I'm also going to include Field of Fire for reasons previously stated, and Chrysalis for reasons previously stated. Yep. Dishonorable all, mentions all right. for Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite and Bada Bing, Bada Bang. <laughs> oh, you didn't like Bada Bing, Bada Bang. Wasn't, wait, wasn't that the, That's uh, the heist, heist one? one? That was the, the heist, heist one. one. I think the heist one's okay because it's at least the A pacing. The pacing episode. is very, very good and the music's mm. excellent and nothing... Yeah. Well, that's why it's not on my list. Yeah, aside from the fact that, you know, let's take a break in the middle of very important shenanigans to play video games. Uh, Cool. Good job, guys. Speaking of, let me talk about my list of wasted opportunities and wastes of time. Oh, God, fucking Field of Fire. Fuck that episode (laughs) to death. So bad. Let's rewrite the trail 15 more times. Let's decide Duran is a psycho. Yep. And it's, uh, all of it is just inconsistent and dumb. Yep. Extreme measures... Mm-hmm. Because section thirty-one wouldn't have been this stupid, and that wasted more of our fucking time. But the biggest waste of time this season was take me out to the fucking Hollow Suite. Wow. And here's why: take this episode, take take me out to the Hollow Suite. Don't change a single line except never except like the word Hollow Suite. Put it in any put it in in a realistic bound show, and it's the same exact episode because none of it is Star Trek. Yeah. Not a single thing. They don't make use of the fact that they're in a holodeck. They don't make use of the fact that they're in space or that this is sci-fi or that they know new new technologies. Nope, we're just going to do a baseball episode because Michael Piller liked baseball. They got rid of the crowd in the holodeck. They did, that's true. That's one, literally one line. The other team was Vulcans. The other team could have been like Russians and it would have been the same show. Would have been Rocky Four. <laughs> baseball. It was never important that they were Vulcans. The only thing that was important was that they were good at baseball. Well, also that the Vulcan pissant bested a human in a feat of strength when he was obviously at an advantage. So fuck that Vulcan. Yeah, fuck He's that a Vulcan. Racist piece of shit. Hmm. But what about Liz? What about Liz? I forget about Field of Fire, but at the same time, between Field of Fire... So, like, my my criteria basically was that episodes that I just... There were episodes that, like, Field of Fire and uh, Extreme Measures where I was like, ah, this is... This, this should not be a whole episode. But I'm entertained, so I'll go with it. But uh, instead, uh, two, two of the three episodes were episodes where I was actually just, like, groaning and shouting at the TV. That includes... Well, so first of all, actually, I'm going to start with The Emperor's New Cloak for aforementioned. <laughs> like, it's sort of similar to Caitlin where I'm like, I couldn't tell. I can't remember. I remember some points in the plot, but like, I just remember being bored, like actually being bored with oh, a ditto. late season DS9 episode. I'm like, this should not be happening. Like, I'm I'm I keep forgetting to pay attention because I'm not interested in this. And that to me is a sin. Then there's the Penumbra because just Esri and Worf, that whole like the hate fucking thing. I'm like, I already hated seeing it with Odo and Kira. I hate the trope in general because it's overused and very rarely used interestingly. And like, it did not need to happen. There was no need. There was no need that we had other plot to happen. And why was this happening? So fuck that. And then I'm going to I'm going to jump on the chrysalis train because that episode was just a hot fucking mess. It was just the worst. It was very unfortunate 
to say bad the least. Julian. Bad so, Julian stuff. Bad, bad, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, it was unethical med- medical practices. It was just normalizing all sorts of horrible mentalities and attitudes toward neurodivergent people. The, the, the psychology stereotypes. It was just all a problem. No, thank you. Yeah, Julian, this whole season was like a backstep because, you know, he does all this shit. Oh, God, he's he murders over. Sloane and receives no no consequence. Sloane activated a suicide oh, no. device. Yeah, That's Sloan, Julian tortured him into it. Well, I was going to I was going to say it isn't even so much the he killed Sloane, it's the fucking immoral dark evil things he did to him after he that was brain you. dead i mean that's that to me is the greater crime i mean sloan did make a decision to activate his suicide whatever but bashir was like oh well i could hook him up to this space battery and see what i can get from his brain and that's not fucking good doctoring and that's some fucked bashir. up bullshit yeah, he was that's doing it to save a life bashir we've seen I know, it's still, it just it's seems symbolism. like symbolism. He was mad. <laughs> <laughs> At Sloane. Mm-hmm. For just existing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was also some good stuff this yeah, season, I Yeah, what are I the believe. tops? What are your tops, uh, Caitlin? Oh, actually, just, it's funny, actually. I just I was saying that I was already, but I just realized I, I only marked two good ones. Follow your heart, snap decision. And one of them I'm sort of, I'm sort of not loving as much now. I'm having a real lot of trouble. I think I would say I really liked Bada Bing Bada Bang. Uh, oh. I, I I don't feel like it belongs in the top, but so much of the beginning of the season was kind of eh. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And so much of the end of the season is hard to sort of pick apart. Yeah. I think that it, it makes it difficult. So I guess I would say I will allow Bada Bing to sit as the least goodest episode only because for reasons of like not being able to make a better decision. I thought it's only a paper moon was fucking phenomenal. And it's like for everything that was bad about the pop psychology of some other episodes, this one felt good. I loved getting a really nice Nog centric episode. I liked seeing him deal with like a real fucking thing that is, I mean, this was 1999. We had no idea how relevant this sort of PTSD coming home with your shit all blown off was going to be to us uh, in a couple of years. You know what I mean? I mean, like, obviously, the U.S. wasn't exactly not known for getting involved in shit, but we were about to get way more involved and put a lot more people at risk. And I just think anyway, regardless of any of that, it's just I thought it was a great episode and I really enjoyed it. And then I would say of the episodes that I feel that uh, of the of the final 10 that did feel really good. I want to say the changing face of evil, because I feel like that's kind of like we when we start getting the Kaiwin and Gul Dukat, oh, but she yeah. doesn't and she doesn't know it yet. But she's like admitting to him like the fucking prophets. Ah, fuck those guys. And like, I just she was always a great villain. And when she finally admitted that the prophets that she didn't give a shit about the prophets and that she'd never felt it ever and fuck those guys. Oh, it was when she reached just the highest level of good villainy and uh yeah i i think honestly kaiwin in a lot of ways was the fucking the rock star of the end of this show because she just went all the way dialed it up to 11 and i loved it so i think if i had to pick an episode it would be that one though with definite honorable mention to the very final episode because like i said even though the pacing wasn't as good as it might have been and the the gold to cut wrap up was kind of bullshit 
it made me cry for many minutes, and uh, I like my media to make me feel something, so so good for it. It does. That's it. definitely fair. Chris? So what I've got for season seven, tops, I have, well, first, an honorable mention for Kai Wynn's subplot in Strange Bedfellows. Mm. That's when she finds out, oh shit, he's working for the Pirates, and she has a crisis of faith, and she goes to Kira for help, and like, that all is great. But then everything else is like Worf and Ezri hanging upside down and fuck it. Which he would remember fondly in his last episode yes, for some exactly. reason. Exactly. So like that's and what no keeps, one else. <laughs> like Kai Wynn's stuff in that episode, fucking amazing. Rest of the episode, hot trash. So, actual tops. Take me out to the Hollow Suite. Of course. <laughs> we knew it. Because it was fun. Time's uh, arrow. <laughs> this means I need two different fucking screen grabs of it. No, you could use the same one. The I'm sie- not going to, though. Oh, fair enough. The Siege of AR-558. Mm-hmm. I considered using that one. That was a great episode. Some dark shit. Yeah. And it's only a paper moon. It's a good episode. It's a damn good episode. Eisenberg works his ass off. And it's definitely the best use of Vic, I yeah. would say. It's like the only you don't, good use of Vic. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. feel like, God damn it, is Vic still here? For the first time ever, you don't feel like, God, is Vic done yet? So... <laughs> No. Mr. Jake. Okay, so here are my tops. Once more unto the breach. Oh, Once which one more. is that? That that it's is core. Th- that is core. Oh, that that's is, the core one. That's really? the core one. Yeah, I don't know. I really like that one. Uh, it's a good episode. Yeah, good. I, think I considered a, it. It gives it was... a lot of background on Martok and Klingon shit, which you know I love. I don't know. Um, you love Ferengi shit, Jake. That's true. Uh, well, you'll see that in my next. No, um, <laughs> no I, I mean. Yeah, the Emperor's I I just, New Cloak is in both of really like these He's like, a, Prophet and Lace, best episode of the entire series. I know we're not there um, yet, but. I think it's a, a fitting send off to a, a character that's been around for a very long time on the show. Yeah. In one way or another. All right. Next up, The Siege of AR-558. Mm. Um, damn good yeah damn good you know war story not not glorifying war but telling it like it be great use of a Vic Fontaine song um (laughs) excuse me Um, (laughs) no I mean of the times Vic Fontaine songs have appeared in the show I actually I thought that was a nice one I don't know the way it was it was eerie and weird yeah it was haunting yeah I think it was distracting because they should have been listening for the enemy. <laughs> and then my last one is going to be Treachery Faith and the Great yes! River. Yes! Uh, our friend Wayun Six. Uh, you know, I liked, I really liked the Wayun Six and Odo plot. Um, and I actually really appreciated the, the, the kind of silly, frivolous Nog and O'Brien B plot of that episode, trying to get whatever it was they were, you know, whatever MacGuffin they wanted. Self-sealing stem bolts. Yeah, and having to trade a bunch of other shit to get a it. A Cisco-sized desk. Oh, the desk. Yeah, and like, and like, you know, when the little tiny unpainted desk showed up, it, I mean, like, it was just, it was fun. Uh, it was a good episode. Yeah, that, that was also under consideration for me. Yeah, I considered that one too. And I think the only reason that I didn't go with it is actually... Because it had so many similarities to the self-sealing Stumbolt mm. episode, even though it was years later and just Nog and etc. But definitely still a great episode. Yeah, yeah. I consider that episode. And it's also number three on my list. Hey, Whoa. segue. And it's it's 
almost entirely just because the the Wei Yun plot is fascinating to watch, mm. and Jeffrey Combs dies beautifully. What mm-hmm. of all of the 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 Wei Yun deaths, of which there are many, so this many. is like this is like the most like beautifully done Wei Yun death. Good for him. Number two is it's only a paper moon. Only Yay. good use of Vic, <laughs> but also just some excellent excellent work by Aaron Eisenberg. And I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Caitlin here and say the changing face of evil is fucking stunning to watch. Heyo. It's mesmerizing to watch Ducat and Wynn getting on with their bad selves, and mm-hmm. I love them. Yeah, they're definitely a evil power couple. I love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? It is. Yep. It's, it's time for Liz. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna throw out my honorable honorable mention first, and it's also the changing face of evil. Um, though for yeah. different reasons, I enjoyed watching Kai Win and Ducat, as I I, I describe my my feelings about that whole arc, but they're still fun to watch. But for me, uh, it was building up to Demar's call for rebellion. Like Ooh, also mm. good. I that I like I knew it was coming, uh, and I was still sitting there like yes. Now, do it, do it, come on, Damar, come on! And then it happened, and I was, I was very happy. Um, but that was my honorable mention. Uh, I also uh, included in my top threes, uh, It's Only a Paper Moon. And I'll also mm. throw out the Siege of AR-558 for similar reasons, because uh, in all this, these pop depictions of wartime and, and soldiers coming home, like I felt like this was a very well-grounded depiction of trauma and recovery from it in just the ordinary ways that don't usually get depicted. They're usually just overdramatic. So I really liked that. And then my third top three was tacking into the wind, huh. which uh, particularly because of just, I loved the arc of, I loved Kira's arc. And I loved, I loved all the Cardassians and, you know, the taking back everything, but very much like that episode with Kira and Rusat. Um, is that also the one where Worf kills the fuck out of Gowron? Yes. Yes. Aha. I say yes yeah. because Jake says nice. yes. Yes, um, that, that, that's the same one. That is. Jake, that, Jake that follows part, Klingons specifically. I, 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 very, I specifically do not. Um, and, and Ferengi. Remember. Because the, for, for that part, I'm like, this is this is not a practical system, you know, like basis of government, and I have problems about this. But like, okay, I, I appreciate the maneuvering that's going on here, and this is this is just. But for me, it was very much about Kira being just a fucking rebel leader and getting her moment to really shine and like and stick to her principles and just be this, you know, steel-jawed warrior. But while at the same time, the I th- I believe this is also the same episode where we, like, where Garrick fi- realizes what's up with Odo, who's trying to hide his condition from Kira, and Kira just fucking knowing. Mm. But, but just being so principled and so dedicated that she's just, you know, and also her compassionate uh, reason for not for not telling Oda she knew. Like, all of that. I loved, I just ate all of that up. That I thought that was just a really amazing episode to watch. So, that that was probably, that's probably my number one of the season, really. Damn. Yeah. Nice. Right. Well, we'll shoot. move on to the... That's it. Very, uh, the, very interesting season since it, since it starts off with like a lot of... St- uh, here's a lot of stuff just happening, and then a ten-part finale. Yeah, yeah. Then we're just yeah. gonna fucking hop on the, hop on the, the serial train. All the way to yeah, the it end. was hard. It would it would be really hard for me to pick out one episode from the from the ten part. Or if I yeah, I, if I was really forced to, I'd probably say tacking into the wind as well. But I yeah, like I, just, I was I, determined I, to pick one from the arc. I was like, I gotta pick one because the whole thing was really fun to watch. But I need I need one. Speaking of the whole thing, oh that whole thing. Oh, this a whole lot thing? of this thing. 
The whole thing. Oh, no. Have Shall we got... stick with the order? Or do we mix yeah, it up? I think stick oh, with no. the order. No. <laughs> oh, no. I've got, I've got, no, I've let got six go top last. fives. Okay. No, Caitlin can't go last. Second no, Caitlin, last. go first. Caitlin has to go first. This is bullshit. Why? Mm-hmm. What did I do to deserve this? Because otherwise, you, otherwise oh. you're just going to take what we said. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, is that I have what I always have, which is that it's hard for me to really remember very far back. I currently have a list of seven that I know I didn't like. And of course, my most recent did not likes are the most memorable. I can say without any hesitation that the fucking worst was Profit and Lace, I think. Or certainly one of the worst. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely put Extreme Measures up as one of my least favorite Ooh. as well. I just, because too much like Distant Voices, which consequently is also on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, it was. It very much was. In all the wrong wrong ways. mm -hmm. Not enough flying balls. (laughs) I think even after all this time, I still have to give it to Meridian. Whoa. Mm. Uh, For one was Meridian. That's the one where boys, the the original boys. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because, you know, going to go off and finish. What the actual fuck? That was under consideration for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then so my the last three that I'm looking at here, trying to figure out the finish. I think ultimately my answer is fascination, Mm. which is the one where Shikar goes from bad boy to bitch. Oh. And is like, do you like me, Kira? And it's stupid. That was also under consideration that for me. It wasn't fascination, though. Oh, I thought oh. it was. But no. no, it was Crossfire? That's, yeah, that's Crossfire. That's what I meant, Crossfire, then. Okay. Crossfire's the one I meant, I mean, sorry. I was gonna say, fascination is also garbage. Yeah, fascination was on my list as a, as a consideration. I don't remember, because I thought it was, the one I thought it was Crossfire. It's where Luwaxana's horniness is contagious. Oh, yeah, that oh, one sucks. Oh. That one sucks a lot. Yeah, Crossfire was under consideration for me. But it's hard for me to it's hard for me to condemn anything that Luwaxana was in, because I love her. The other one I thought about was Let He Who Is Without Sin. Oh, that one, yeah. That's another, because that's another bad choice. Yeah, it's a bad such episode. A goddamn Wait, so what are your actual five, then? I think what I've settled on is Profit and Lace, <laughs> Extreme Measures, Crossfire... Distant Voices and Meridian. Mm. I think I'll I think I'll settle with that. I don't necessarily think that it means that they are in fact the worst five, but they are the ones that I remember disliking the most. Uh, which is not necessarily the same thing, is it? It's not necessarily the same, but it's a similar enough it's metric. A, it's that a we'll subjective it. list. That's valid. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Liz. God damn it, thank you. You're, you're valid. <laughs> I love you, Liz. Thank you. So my bottom five. Rivals, which barely featured any of our cast because Prince Humperdinck showed up with a <laughs> probability machine. Oh, yeah, that oh, fucking yeah. stupid episode. Yeah. I don't know. Racquetball. Don't forget racquetball. We saw a lot ball. more of O'Brien than I wanted to. That too. Who's the unluckiest? <laughs> uh, for fascination. Ugh. Like, wow, way to undo all the work you've done with Loxana since half a life. Three, profit and lace. Hmm. Whoa, wait, number three? Are you fucking shitting me? Wow. What's Te- worse than Profit and Lace? Tears of the Prophets. Damn. Mostly because, like, the episode was mostly bullshit, and then Jadzia's death was bullshit. Oh, it, it really was. It was just so much bullshit. Lots of bullshit. And one, 
Distant Voices. Oh, so yeah. bad. Ooh. You really hate that one. Distant Voices, the reason it's number one automatically is because it was the only one I knew would be on this list before I had to look back at the list of bad episodes. Listen, Chris, you you're just jealous waste, because though. you're so old. You're such an old, old, old man. So past yes, your prime. true. I, I am well, well past it. Oh, I'm turning 30 in a world where people regularly live well into their hundreds. Eh, mm. Shut the fuck up, Mark Julian. Mark is doing an English accent in my head for reasons. Oh, that episode. It really just like, I mean, you know, like I recognize that morally Profit and Lace is worse, but for some reason this stuck with me more. Like you said, it's a subjective list. You have your mm -hmm. own criteria for what you hate. Oh. Speaking of, Jake hates a lot of things. I do hate some things. Well, I hate Field of Fire. Wow. Mm. This much that it got all the way to the end. Yeah, it made it. It, made, it is bad. It's, it's a bad, bad one. It's real bad. It's, it's really bad. bad, yeah. And, and in fact, I had made my bottom for the series separately from I made my bottom um, season seven. Uh, season seven. And I somehow for had originally forgotten to put, I put Field of Fire on my bottom for the series <laughs> without yeah. putting it on my bottom for the season. So I <laughs> kind of had to, yeah. That's funny. I had to, I had to fix that. Again, but different criteria though. Like in a possibly, season, possibly. there's different criteria. That's true. But no, Field of Fire definitely deserves to be on both lists, in my opinion. Rivals. Hey. Hey, Rivals is just stupid. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and we should have a good actor in a, in a shitty role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let he who is without sin. Nice. Um, yep, that's a bad one. Yeah, Worf, Worf's a bitch. Profit and Lace. Yeah. Oh, wow, and then number two spot? Or are you well, going I in mean, mine are in no particular order. These okay, are, sure. These are all uh, all equally on my list. Uh, so Profit and Lace and, uh, of course, Distant Voices. Dude. Mm. We all hate Julian's long balls. I mean, we do. <laughs> we do. Yikes. And and speaking of hating Julian's long balls, like, oh my. like the, this was the harder list for me to assemble for some reason. And I think it's because when I when I rank or really I, I grade the episodes as we kind of watch. And I had a lot of um, episodes that I'd put in the same bracket of badness. Mm. And I really, really want to, like, give what's the opposite of shout out a shout down. I'm going to mm. shout down at... Fucking Ferengi love songs and Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite because they're both really fucking bad and I hate them for very specific reasons. But of the what is the worst episode, my my number five slot's gonna go to Distant Voices. Oh yeah. For all those reasons, we're in Julian's brain, dicking around, and everyone is just a <coughs> figment of his imagination that represent one of his character facets because that's... How anything ever works. Fuck distant voices. I'm a little surprised no one else has has had this next one on their list. His way. Fuck yeah. his way. Bad episode introduces like 80, introduces Vic amongst 80,000 songs. I was done with his way with within minute one of meeting Vic. I didn't consider it for my overall, but I did consider it for my season one. Well, that was last uh, season. Oh, it was? Yeah. Then I considered it for my overall then. You considered it for season seven as well for some reason. It was so it's bad that, it bled into yeah. season seven. Like, it, yeah, because even though Vic doesn't bother me as much as everyone else, like, 
the whole thing with how he gets Kira and Odo together is, yeah, is gross. It's toxic. It's so I, oh, I, I forgot all about that. Yuck. It was definitely under strong consideration. Oh, God. I forgot all fucking about that. Gross. Damn. All right. Yeah. So I have to I have to do a shout down at his way. That one's on my list. Uh, the other three are all the, the F grades. And I know how much I hate these because I fucking hate fascination because mm-hmm. it's real dumb. Yep. I hate if wishes were horses with That's every fiber mm-hmm. of my being. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was a strong contender. That was. It's an, it's an episode in which they have, they, they come up with why this thing is happening and then come up with an alternate reason for why this thing is happening. And both of them are correct, even though they cancel each other out. And I hate it. It's like you said, Jake, DS9 was not as yeah. good at Anomaly of the Week. Yeah, when it tries to do a, yeah. like a real sci-fi thing, it just falls on its face. Yeah, but the the worst, worst, because it's just so offensive in basically every way it can think of, is Prophet and fucking Lace. Terrible episode. Awful. Yep, oh, absolute well. Huh. shit. Oh, that's oh, hey, funny. I've just got Prophet and Lace listed five times. It's weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good list. Uh, yeah, okay, so Prophet and Lace at the top immediately. That was the first mm-hmm. one. Like, before I, before, as I was still, like, opening up this document to create it, I was like, Prophet and Lace is going to go on this document. It's going to be Prophet and Lace. Yeah. Because, holy shit, that entire episode was painful to watch. So, Move Along Home is on my list. Oh, wow. Eller Moraine. Because that was, that also was, like, after Prophet and Lace. I'm like, no, I still, I still hate Move Along Home more than most. I just. It's bad. It's real bad. It's just, I, it's unco- it hurts to watch. Like, that's my criteria is like, do if, if it was, hey, Liz, we're going to sit down and watch DS9 episode. It's going to be move along home. I would be like, no, thank you. I will gouge my eyes out with a melon ball and throw myself out the window. And that should not be happening when it's a DS9 episode. So no, thank you. And then um, the paw rates will give you your vision back for reasons. But we won't tell you why. I'll just walk in. It'll be fine. <laughs> I I just bumped a couple off just in thinking about this while you guys were talking, so I cheated a little. But you're the guest; you're allowed. Yeah. Also, like I realized, I I neglected to put one on from from this past season. Chrysalis belongs on my list. Mm. Um, it's there. It's there's just so everything. Why why are all these creepy episodes? I know why are all these creepy episodes, but that's yeah. That's I'm. It it was wrong. It, everything about it was wrong. There was so much wrongness. Um. Yep. His way did make it onto my list. Good, thank you, Liz. <laughs> also, for wrong, like if it's creepy, it's on my list. Mm-hmm. If yep. it's if it's just dudes, don't do this. Stop doing this. It's on my yep. list. Speaking yep. of which, so a simple investigation. Oh, is, yeah, that one. is on my list because oh, that's the one where Odo did the fuck right. Yep. I rolled Gross. my eyes so hard through the whole thing. I I was reminded of this going through my old notes from from uh, from past episodes and just you know. Something about, like, wanting to be dead. The dead can't cry. I was just like, oh, right, that's right. No, this is going straight onto the list. <laughs> this whole episode, like, someone... It's like someone dug up their high school attempt at a noir story, and we're just like, oh, yeah, let's make this into an episode. Why not? Honorable Dishonorable mention to Let He Who Is Without Sin, Meridian. <laughs> and I also uh, almost put Little Green Men on the list. Just wanted to... Oh, yeah, it is bad. Put the little dig in There's there. so much Umox. It's dog Odo, though. Absurd amount of umox. Too much creepiness. So much smoking. A lot. Is there sexual predation in your episode? Nearly makes it on my list. It's pretty, it's gonna make it on my list. Anyway, thank you, Liz. Thank you, Caitlin. You get some tops. I once again have like a big list, and I have four that I know are definitely the case, and like six that I think one of them is, and I don't know which it is. 
Uh, just tell us which one it is instead of telling us all of them. Make yeah, it, make I know. A choice. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> uh, if the, I have to make a choice, I will say Blood Oath. Oh, yay. Oh. Because it's we get to see our old friends and we get to hear Core say Trans Lives Matter. I think that was that episode, wasn't it? Or was it a different episode? Yes. yes. I think yes. it was that episode. Yes. So fuck yeah, Blood Oath. There you go. I made a decision. I also say... Uh, rejoined because mm. I, I mean, I don't think it was the most remarkable episode, but I think it was some of the best acting we got out of Terry Farrell. And it was definitely a turning point when I really started to appreciate her as an actress. And mm-hmm. God, this last season has taught me anything. It's that it definitely could always be worse. It could be Esri Dax. <laughs> so I, I, I miss, I miss Terry Farrell so much in this end of this end of the series. Rejoined. Yeah, 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 yeah. Captive Pursuit. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think tossed. when we first talked about that season, I neglected Tosk, and I I won't uh, now. I think you didn't Tosk. Neglect Tosk. I thought I did. Tosk. No, 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 but I thought that I didn't put him in my top. No, you did. I have the list written. Oh, me. did I? Oh, good. Every, well, everyone put Captain. Good. Put well, list. I still think so. Yeah. I loved Second Skin. It was another one of those great episodes where we got to see Kira sort of. Being a fucking badass. That was the one where she was, uh, they were trying to convince her that she was a Cardassian and that, uh, she had been missing and all this. And I loved that. And I loved the relationship she was able to build. And I just, I don't know. I loved it. And, uh, I guess this is no particular order, but finally I think I've settled on it's only a paper moon being up there as well. Um, wow. Again, I just really, I thought it dealt really well with a really serious subject, and I thought Aaron Eisenberg was absolutely fucking beautiful. Aaron Eisenberg, is that who I meant? Yep. 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 Great. Who's the other one? Isn't there, isn't there another actor who's an Eisenberg? Not in Star Trek. No, 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 no. In, like, the social network or some bullshit. Oh, it's, um... Jesse. Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg, thank yeah. you. I always think that I'm saying the wrong name, and it's because of Jesse Eisenberg. But yeah, I just, uh, he was so good. It was just, it was really beautiful. That's all. There you go. So for me, we got our boy Tosk, Captain Pursuit. Hell yeah. Duet. Which was, nice. uh, yeah, Kira and the guy pretending to be a guy he wasn't. Eamon Maritza. Because he felt the Cardassians needed to pay. In the pale moonlight. Because everything about it. Yeah. Yes. It's only a paper moon and the visitor. Wow. Good choices. I feel nice. like there's some some big missing episodes, but I, I, don't, I also know this was a difficult decision for you guys. It was super hard. There were. Hard. Yeah. There were tricky. so many options tricky. and whittling it down was fucking hard. The visitor was definitely an honorable mention for me, but I think and I know that it's like sort of a fan favorite. But it was just like, I thought it was good, but I don't think I was quite as impressed. Like not putting Far Beyond the Stars on there was hard. Yeah, same. But. Well, what, yeah. will, what will Jake say, though? Yeah. Jake will say. So, I, yeah, I also have a list of six, but I have to make a game okay. time decision here. One oh, of well, an don't, tell mention. Us, don't tell us which one. Just tell us what it is. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the five that I choose, and it's going to be Duet, Second Skin, yeah, Captive Pursuit. Wow. A lot of early season stuff, early, early episodes. The Quickening. Good. The Quickening. And the visitor. Word. 
No pale moonlight from Jake, huh? No pale moonlight. Yeah, it might, you know, I, if I had to give an honorable mention, my honorable mention would be Children of Time. Ha, ah, mm. that's a good one. See, I've I've known my list for a long time now, because I, I, I rank as we go. Mm. And it was very obvious when I, when they were all in front of me, like, oh, yeah, these are these are the five because these are the five that are A's. Uh, and those five are Captive f- Per Fucking Suit, yeah. because I am Tosk. Hard Time, some excellent mm-hmm. O'Brien work. Considered that mm-hmm. one, yeah. Oh man, no one else said The Wire, and I fucking love The Wire. That was on my list also, the that, Garrick episode. That was uh, that was one of the, like, 20 minutes to showtime, I had it whittled down to eight. And that <laughs> was one of the ones that got sacrificed. Wow. No, I, such I a great the, episode. I ranked The Wire A+, love that so one. So good. I yeah. have two more A pluses to 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 share. One is far behind the far beyond the stars, which is excellent, and needs to make this list. God damn it! Thank goodness one of us did. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad it was me. And finally, the visitor because hot fucking shit. The visitor. Yeah. Mm. Well, damn. How many so, are on Liz's list? How many is your list? Will will whittle down to Liz? Uh, I I managed to I I Free just love songs five times. I I, I I shuffled some things around. I I marked my my favorites. I I marked the 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 final candidates in bold. I had to unbold. I realized I had six bolded. I was like, this is a problem. Oh, nope. so <gasps> all right. I I I'm I'm going to go with what I've got right now. But you I've got, got a whole bunch of honorable mentions. I will just rattle them off. I'll rattle those off right now. I'll rattle just real quick. My honorable mentions, in no particular order, Trials and Tribulations, Tacking into the Wind, Far Beyond the Stars, Arman Bashir, Progress, which is Kira having to move that stubborn farmer, Waltz, which is Ducat. Waltz was on mine too. Having a breakdown. Waltz is so good. Children of Time, uh, and In Purgatory Shadow slash By Inferno's License, that was a two-parter because like Garrick having a terrible time, you know, in the camp. Oh, like, that's the claustrophobia oh, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. This is, this is a very difficult list to make. Those were all my honorable mentions. That's my top beautiful. five. I'm locking in. I'm going to just final answer are going to be <laughs> in the pale moonlight, indiscretion, uh, mm. which is Kieran Ducat uh, and yeah, yeah. finding Zial. I that's I a good one. loved their interactions. I I loved the the, the questioning. I love I love anytime Kira is just like, hey, yeah, remember when you oppressed us? I love it. I love how unabashed she is. The Visitor, The Wire. So it's on my list saying Ooh. you're not alone. Here we go. And uh, I think Chris already said it, duet. Mm. And Jake. Jake, and Jake. Also said duet. Oh, and Jake. That's yep. it. That's right. And Jake. Duet actually might be my top episode of the show. It's a great episode. If I had to, if I it had really to, pick, is. if I had to pick a top one, it would might be duet. God, Mine would definitely was, be in the pale moonlight, but duet is up there. This was so hard. This was. I mean, that says so, like when I, I look at my top so and bottom badly. fives, my bottom five list was not nearly so agonizing. No, like the bad ones just floated to the top. Like those were just like okay, these are the isolated bad ones, and it's not. There's not a long list. But damn, I, I was so the opposite. I really? knew I knew my tops because I have I have very specific tastes mm. in that like a lot of the stuff that you guys like for your own personal reasons are not my interests. Fair. So I I knew like immediately like these are I, I knew months ago these are my five. It was the bottoms because I also have very specific reasons why I hate episodes. <laughs> are Ferengi in them? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was looking for more Ferengi to add. I was like, oh man, I only rated that a D plus. It's got to be worse than that. If I can just really quickly, my the only one that wasn't mentioned by any of you that was on my 
Yeah, honorable mention list for the for the top was Nor the Battle to the Strong. Oh, well, that's oh, also a good yeah, one. Oh, yeah, that I, I almost think that's, put that on that's the list. The, that's the one with Jake and Bashir in the middle oh, of the war zone. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a great fucking episode, too. And again, it started the tradition of not showing war as, like, some glorified thing. Yeah. You know, it sucks. Yeah. The show handles trauma pretty well. Yeah, it really does. Not claustrophobia, though. F- less well. That not one less any well. of the but trills not... past lives. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, that's a little less relatable. Well, thank you once again for joining us for A Star to Steer Her By, this final episode of Deep Space Nine, or Mm. is it? We have finished the series, but we will be uh, investigating, investigating, watching uh, the documentary about making of Deep Space Nine, uh, What We Left Behind, is that right? Yes. Um, We're also going to take a tiny little break from... Star Trek, uh, we're going to venture back into the the world of Star Wars and finish talking about those films, which means my days of saying, I've never seen Attack of the Clones or Clone Wars or whatever the fuck that piece of shit second movie is called. Uh, my days are numbered. I won't be able to say that much longer. I, I too will understand the hatred of sand. Thank <laughs> God. And don't forget, we've also got our fanfics on the way. That's yeah. right. D Space Nine uh, fanfic. So we'll live on two more, two more Deep Space Nine centric type episodes, but we'll be back soon, like I said, and we will be starting Voyager soon. So if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can find A Star to Steer Her By where all podcasts are sold. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can also find us and interact with us on Facebook.com by searching for A Star to Steer Her By. We are at SSHB Podcast on Twitter and Tumblr, and you can visit our website, SSHB Podcast, where you can find great shit like, I don't know, the summary of Season 7 and the whole dang series of Deep Space Nine. As How many be- screen grabs of fucking baseball episode will I show? So many. <laughs> well, two, I think. Oh, no. Maybe more, right? Did anybody no, make it to the did anybody make it to the top or, or I the tried. worst? I tried, it came so close. Ah, uh, well. Yeah. We'll be back next week as always. Special thanks to Liz for joining us again for this wrap up of Deep Space Nine, aka the greatest Star Trek ever made. Hey, thanks for having me. Yay, Liz. Hey. Come again soon, please. No mind if I do. Star, the greatest Star Trek ever made is going to be our fanfics in a couple weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I can't wait. I was also like on the edge of my seat while Caitlin was deliberating over which which characters to take. Oh man! Oh really? Yeah, you made the right decision in the end. I think so too. I don't. I'm still not really sure what I'm gonna do. Oh, kind of. We'll see. I'll Bang. write it in, in the last twelve hours uh, before we go live, and it'll be fine. No. Uh, as always, I have been Caitlin. I have been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is Liz. And, and Liz. Liz. I'm not doing this. I don't know what what's a good what's a good rule of acquisition. War is good for business. War is bad for business. Here we go. Here we go. Rule of acquisition. Last episode of Deep Space Nine. All that you take with you is what you leave behind. Thank you.